Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Yeah, Jay Pepe's. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking. And somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest. And I'm like, there's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. If you smell what the rock is cooking. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. <laughs> This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. Oh, he finished. Oh, yeah. He finna light off on her, bro. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said, just lay off the hamburgers and french fries, and that really just disrespected me, and I felt awful. <laughs> Welcome to the Sansbury Show. Uh, Rock 106.9. Dude, I have thought about that chubby little kid who got, like, uh, fat chained by Santa all day yesterday. Joined this morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you? Uh, good, man. I mean, that's empathy right there. You can see yourself in that chubby little fat kid situation. I'm sure when you watched that video, you saw a little bit of chubby little Stansberry. Well, here's the thing. A little bit more even, because I, like I had uh, addressed yesterday, he's fatter at nine than I ever was. Like, I was definitely a pudgy little kid. Like, my brother constantly made fun of my weight problems as a child. I mean, I was pudgy. I was fat. But that kid was something else. Like I said yesterday, he had butt cheek face. Like I never had butt cheek face. Well, there's definitely a difference between like 2016 fat and 1986 oh, fat. Sure. Yeah, there's, sure. there's, there's dollar a dollar menus. Difference. Dollar menus did that. Yeah. It, it always blows me away when you see really young people that are really heavy. Um, like I know this comedian, and I think he just turned 21, over 400 pounds. And it's like, dude, how in, what the hell's funny about that? Well, I mean, in that time, like, how were you able to put on that much weight? Like, that's just to me, it's mind-boggling. Like in twenty-one years, yeah, in twenty-one years, you're able to put on four hundred pounds. If you're forty, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it's still an accomplishment, I guess, or it's still like, you know, not an easy thing to do, I don't think, but still, dude, to put but the longer, crappier life you have, yeah. the more you stack on it. Yeah, you sure. throw you throw a divorce in there, you throw a couple of kids you hate in there, and yeah, dude, things get out of control. But at twenty-one, the world is yours, life is in front of you. And this dude's 400 pounds, four spins, dude. Dude, I, I, well, there, you know, a therapist, I think, would tell you that that's indicative of mental issues and that you, that, that you're trying to fill a hole inside of you and you're trying to do it with sugar and you can't do it. And so you just keep putting the sugar in there, keep putting the sugar in there, keep putting the sugar in there. And you think that that's going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. And then you throw in the fact that he's, you know, trying to be a comedian. Dude, those people are very self destructive. People that are in our business are very self destructive. Just eating sugar with a serving spoon, it's terrible. Oh. The guy, it's terrible, oh, dude. Terrible. As a guy, as a guy who has like weight issues, and uh, you know, Phantom would actually say what I really have is negative body image for sure, and that I'm not as fat as I think I am. Now, see, when I t- start talking about like, oh my god, I'm so fat, this and that, this is what I mean. Like, I spent a bunch of money last year, like, like in the summertime on clothes, right? Now, since then, I've gone on 
on an eating binge. So I pulled out like this nice long sleeve, you know, like uh, you know, uh, shirt yesterday. It's an XL. Tried to put it on, and my Ooh. body was like, "No, bro, you Ooh. ain't wearing that." And so that's when I'm on the I'm super fat. I need to do this because that's how I just kick my brain into gear of going, "Okay, we need to get back in that shirt. That's a nice shirt. You spent a lot of money on it. Let's get back in the shirt." That's what I'm all about. And so, like, when people meet me, and though, although, and I always say this, people, you know, at long haul, this happened. You know, people kept coming up, you know, I didn't even, I didn't think that was you. You're always talking about how fat you are, and then I see you, you're not fat. And then guys always say this to me, dude, you're not fat. I'm the same size as you. And I want to say to them, bro, you're fat. Like, I don't know why your wife's not telling you that. But if you're the same size as me, you are, I mean, technically, under the letter of the law, I'm morbidly obese, right? Uh, I don't know what your BMI is, but I guess I couldn't argue with that. I would, I would assume. I mean, I don't even know what I weigh right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, you have to remember too. Like, I don't want to be like, dude, Stark County is a pretty, pretty fat county, but like, dude, you just go up into Belton Village and you'll see why we're all so fat and like why it's like, ah, oh, dude, no, you're not that fat. You're the same size as me. We all have this like, eh, I- I'm an American in 2016. I live in Canton, Ohio. I'm not that fat, and it's like, yes, you kind of are, dude. <laughs> you kind of are. Yeah, yeah, dude. Seriously, you're right about Belton. You go up there, it looks like you know. America was founded by restaurateurs. Oh, like, and it really was. was. Yeah, I was going to say. It really was. How are you, man? What's uh, going on? Pretty good, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm happy about a Friday. There's a. Uh, it feels like we haven't had a Friday in a while. We haven't played the highlight reel in forever. Because our last Friday was long haul. And I think we took a Friday off before that. And there was some, you know, oh, there, was, there was a little bit of off time. And then there's Thanksgiving thrown in the mix. And oh, you know yeah, what you I'm might saying? be right about it. So I would say in the past six weeks, we've probably worked like two or three Fridays. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, here, hey, we're back at all it again. All five days. Here's Clint Parker. He's going to tell you some jokes. Here's so. how tough this is. I was hoping you were going to get the fat uh, shaming Santa kid in there. I wasn't sure if you were going to remember that we had done that yesterday and uh again i dude i don't know what it is man I, well i do know why i was up a little late last night all right so and uh dude, i just slept in a little later than i would like to this morning i uh i'm a full-blown criminal okay i have committed a criminal act yesterday do that every day but okay. i uh, i'm uh <laughs> all right and, tell and, me more and, and i'm terrified i'm i believe what they call it is pirating i, I believe i'm i'm an i'm an internet pirate i am uh, i'm a little surprised you usually come down pretty hard against the concept of piracy and you tell people to buy their own music so what, i, uh, what I do? do i did i do so i so i had lunch with a buddy of mine a few weeks ago and he started talking to me about these amazon fire sticks that you can like stream tv and movies with and apparently like any other piece of technology if you and they call it jailbreaking, I guess, or like we'll call it hacking for the sake of you know us. Okay, okay. we're about to play Boston in an hour. I'm saying hacking, <laughs> you know, jailbreaking. So, exactly. So he like hacks these things and like he puts an app on it to where you can stream pretty much everything you want to watch. Okay, and you don't have to have any subscription services. Nothing. It's like opening, like. Everything in Netflix is there. Everything in Hulu is there. Everything in HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Stars is all there. Now, when you when you like click on like, uh, do you click on Netflix and go into Netflix, or is it just its own separate like? Okay, so when you first plug the thing in, you see all the normal apps the way you would if you bought an Amazon Fire Stick. Okay. Right? So then you go into like the settings. You go into applications and you open up the app that's downloaded into it. Okay. And then it opens up like a title screen and then you kind of pick everything, TV shows and this and that. It's not necessarily like you go straight into Netflix, no. Okay. And so here's the question everybody wants to know. What's the quality like, right? So I watched Suicide Squad yesterday, which that doesn't come out on DVD, I don't believe, until Tuesday. And so I watched that yesterday. Now, it looked pretty good. Pretty good. But it had like, and I don't know, and I don't want to be inappropriate, but it had 
Asian like subtitles okay. in it, but they were speaking English. That whole thing. Okay. And but and the quality of the video was pretty good. Okay. So I was like, all right. So I watched that movie and then whatever. So then late last night I went to go to bed and I was like, all right. Well, let me turn on another movie while I'm trying to go to bed. So I turned on Money Monster with George Clooney, Julia Roberts. I've been wanting to see that. And that movie, again, been out a little while. There, it's been out on DVD and digital release and this and that is perfect. Like, perfect. No subtitles. Looks great. The Magnificent Seven with Denzel Washington. I started that just to see. Looks great. Perfect. Theatric. I mean, dude, this thing's amazing. I mean, it was amazing. Like, Doctor Strange is already on it. Now, I haven't watched it. Now, what I've heard is, like, when stuff's, like, real new like that, you may see a dude get up in the, the well, theater yeah. and move around and this and that. He said, wait two weeks and you'll have a real copy of it. You have to assume that, I mean, it's a bootleg copy yeah. for, with stuff like that. And like you mentioned, Suicide Squad had subtitles, of course, until it becomes... Comes available, right. right, 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 and so all that. But like, I mean, every movie, I've, I mean, every recent movie, it was all right there. I was like, this thing's amazing. Now, do you get like television? Like, do like if there's I'm, live TV, it it, it has it, it, it. Yes, it's a, you click on like the TV guide like button, and that's actually live TV. So I could watch just like normal live television. I could watch The Price Is Right. Yes, I, uh, I, 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 I. Now I didn't do a lot of that yesterday, so we'll wait on that review till Monday. And uh, like I was more concentrated on the movie aspect okay. yesterday. Okay, I, I really was. I, I didn't mess with too much TV. Like I clicked on stuff to make sure it would work and this and that. But like I didn't, I didn't do too much with it. That's where the that's where the appeal would come into me is is being able to cut the cable. Where like I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to pay Netflix. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want right. to pay my Netflix bill. But at the same time, it's like that's not. 125 bucks it's the right. cable that really has me like oh so i uh I'll, I'll be interested to hear that review on monday when it's it done pirating like here's my thing like I, am, am i ready to cancel my cable right now today no but i saw my I, I, there was a moment last night where i was like i could see this being enough like i could see this like again so i, I just opened twitter yesterday while i was watching a movie in bed and i was like all right let me you know check this timeline before i go to bed and you know what's at the very top of twitter last night was that? press this button right here to watch the nfl game live and sure enough so i was watching a movie on the tv in the bedroom and then i had like my phone and i was kind of holding that and i was watching the chiefs raiders game a little bit watching it live via twitter the nfl is like trying to push those games in front of your eyes in other avenues so, I mean, you're going to be able so like, because it seems like sports is like the one thing why people don't want to yeah. do this. Uh, if you're online, if you're a digital person, there's other ways to be watching that kind of stuff now. You know what I mean? So I think you're going to be able to, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to cancel it next week. It's probably going to be pretty soon, though. Do you feel guilty at all? Yes, of course I do. So of course why, I do. So why, so why are you like a... I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, it's it's totally a hypocritical move. It as, totally is. For as much as you've been like, oh, you got to support artists and you got to buy music. I know. And, you know, I mean, it, just, I know. it feels like, well, I mean, you're not supporting movies at I, all. I'm not. And no, no. And the, you know who gets hurt in this? It's not George Clooney. Denzel Washington's always going to get his money. Julia Roberts is always going to get his money. Who gets screwed here is your production assistants, your grips, all those the people that you don't that you don't care about. Those are the people that that when the movie studios start to lose money, they're like, all right, we need to make these movies cheaper. We're not not giving Denzel his money, so who do we fire? And that it does happen. And I I do I feel do I feel conflicted about it? Yes, but. I, I guess I'm going to sell myself the way Americans do on this kind of stuff by saying, you know what? The cable company screwed us all over for how long? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you're going to take, you're going to exact your vengeance, your revenge. And like most revenge, it's being taken out on the wrong. <laughs>
on the wrong people. I feel terrible about it. But it was too good of a deal not to at least try it. Now, let me ask you something. If I do not cut the cord totally and I just keep this, do you still feel me as being in the wrong? Well, I mean, you're you're not paying anybody for Suicide Squad. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on how you use it. If you use it, but why would you have it if you're just going to use it? Like, well, I pay for HBO and I'll continue to pay for HBO, but I'll watch my HBO on my jailbroken. You're not Amazon sick. What if I because I thought about that yesterday. I was like, what if I don't want to take the risk? with a, like a streaming service for Game of Thrones? What if I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm just going to keep HBO. That way I know and I can record it and I know it's always there and I don't have to worry about it and uh, and all that. And I just, and well, and I just watch new movies on it. Yeah, well then, I mean, you're screwing over the movies and I mean, sure, you can you can feel better about you're not screwing over HBO because you continue to pay them, but you're certainly screwing somebody over there. That's that's where the jail breaking comes in. Yes. You, have, you have to break out of jail after you buy one of these things. <laughs> yes, I have to break out of like uh, out of like digital jail. God, I just, dude, I, I hope I hope none of our uh, none of our friends in the CPD are listening right now. I, dude, half the CPD I bet has one of these. Everybody has one of these now. I uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. All right, maybe I'll get rid of it. But I'm not. <laughs> and if I do get rid of it, I'm definitely not. Get, dude, there's a new Star Wars movie getting ready to hit the theater soon. Like, I, because I thought about this, because I knew you were going to try to, like, hold my feet to the flames on this and not try. You've done it. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but I thought, I was like, okay, what if I watched then, like, the new Star Wars movie that's coming out on the 16th? What if I watched that at home and I have to deal with subtitles and there's people walking or whatever? And I go, you know what? This movie's good enough. Now, I, I just wanted to see if it was good enough. I'm going to go to the theater and watch watch it is that a problem yeah because yeah. i would do that well i mean yes because that one viewing you if you oh, wanted this to see is if it the was macaroni and cheese no, argument but, where i get where it's like well there could have been one more well but i mean i mean you, you the reason you're asking is you already know the answer of course by watching it illegally by watching it without pain then yes of course you're doing wrong there of course you are is my you house around it right now it's like swat like hanging out <laughs> lamar sharp ready to bust in Dude, don't do that. And Lamar, just walk past the kitchen <laughs> counter. That stuff, dude, your boss says it's illegal. It's not. Like, it's medicine, dude. Dude, so many states of her, I'm like, I'm allowed to have that. I just happen to live in the wrong area. If I lived in Colorado, it would be legal. Don't state shame me, Lamar. <laughs> All right. As uh, is, is normally as uh, annoying as Facebook is, it's really annoying uh, this time of year. We'll explain why next on the Sansbury Show. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been with them now a few years, and I absolutely love how local and how convenient CSE Federal Credit Union has been for me. Holiday season right around the corner. We all know how expensive that can be. Trying to make sure every gift is bought on that list can be a challenge. So whether you're looking for a loan, maybe a credit card, or just gift cards, or maybe just a place to stay save up the money to get you through the holiday, CSE is there for you. Handle your banking with a place that's 100% local and works with you no matter what your credit score is, and they're going to look at you like a person, not just an account number. Check out more info at csefcu.com. Yeah, on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You know, the concussion issue in the NFL is a huge problem and you know sometimes it can lead to serious problems in life and I feel like somebody needs to track down Boomer Esiason and check and make sure he's alright because the guy said something about the Cleveland Browns that's insane we'll address that at 7 o'clock 7 a.m. We'll get into that, but I think Boomer may have been hit on the head too many times a little bit of brain damage yeah, right there I think it might be I think it might be we'll examine that at 7 
you know, you just heard a little Pink Floyd there. And, you know, I said to Fantone just kind of off the cuff during, you know, during the song, I said, look, I've always kind of like liked Pink Floyd. I, uh, not crazy about it when I'm in my car driving around. It feels like a little slow and like not the best car music for me personally. But, uh, you know, I've always liked Pink Floyd, but I just kind of felt like they needed to get over themselves a little bit. A little, it's, I mean, it's a little pretentious. And uh, Pink Floyd fans are not happy to hear you say that. I mean, I'm not saying they suck or anything, but it's a little like, oh, I mean, it's a little high snobbery, right? For what the for what the subject matter is. Oh, am I going to agree with you? Of course, but you know, there's oh, plenty. Think- there's plenty of people out there who uh, who view Pink Floyd, if not the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Top five band. I'm plenty asking you. Oh, no, top, I'm asking you. For me personally, no, they don't make my list, but I don't think they'd make my top five. I don't, I'm like, honestly... If I made a top 20, they'd probably make my top 20. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I just, that that style of music just isn't what sounds good to me. I'm not like, dude, Pink Floyd, they suck! It's a, I'm honestly, the times that I saw them live, I was happy I did it. Like, because there, it is one of those where it's a spectacle and it's like, oh, I'm glad I got that. I'm glad I saw that. So I'll give them that, but we but we started talking about the movie The Wall, like The Wall. Mm-hmm. Like, are you like all right? Do you own a physical copy of The Wall? No, I do not. I think I've only watched it once or twice. Really? Honestly, I kind of don't remember all of it. Obviously, I bet. I bet the only <laughs> part. Not a big shock there. I bet. <laughs> right. I bet the only part you really remember is probably the part where he trashes the hotel room. Mm-hmm. You remember that mm-hmm. part and. The dancing hammers, of course. Yeah, of exactly. Course. Um, I don't know. I, I listen. When I watched it, it was in that college. Like, I, I can remember it was my freshman year, and I was living in the dorm, and there was this one kid that lived across the hall that was obviously a stoner, like you know, wearing tie dye all the time. His name was Bryce, and he was like, "Bro, Bryce, bro, dear God, do you want to go watch the wall?" And I'm like, I don't know, I'm out of weed. And he's like, I got some. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come watch the wall. It'll be great. It'll be fun. And just because Bryce had weed, I was like, yeah, dude, yeah, I'll come do that with you. And uh, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was, I mean, listen, I understand that, especially back when, you know, this came out and this was the deal, that it was a big deal. But, like, I don't know. I just kind of was like, ah, oh, yeah, hey, there's some dancing hammers and, yeah, trash in the hotel room. And, like, all right. All right. Have you ever done that thing where it's like you watch The Wizard of Oz with the wall? With Bryce because he had weed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like that was that was the same kid that I was like, all right, we'll do this too. You got good drugs. There was a bar. I forget what it what it is now, but there was a bar in Akron like when I when I was younger that would do it all the time. They would like twice a year they would do it. So like my buddy was like a huge Pink Floyd fan. It was like, this is the greatest thing ever, man. We have to go to this. And much like you, I always went because I was like, well, I knew there's going to be at least enough of going on to where I'm going to be like at least interested enough. And every time, like midway through, I'd be like, this is miserable. That was Dark Side. That they oh, Dark with, yeah. Side. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's Dark the one, Side of the Rainbow. That's the one that measures up. Uh, and the uh, thing I'll say about that, now, of I course. Always, yeah, I always get all, dude, all the Pink Floyd stuff, it might as well be one album for me. Of course You can find coincidences anywhere. There's no doubt about that. If you sync things up, you can be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that synced up. But I do feel like there was too many coincidences for it to be like, no, we didn't plan that at all. We didn't we didn't plan that. It's like, hey, you did. Don't lie. Oh, so you think there's a 
don't, like think, a, it's, I don't think it's a conspiracy. Like dark side, uh, uh, you know, Dorothy. Yeah, I conspiracy. just think, I think they were doing drugs and they were like, dude, you know what we could do here? Watch Wizard of Oz and, and write this album and like and sync that up. Yeah, I think that were really. Yeah, I think there was definitely. Uh, There's some Pink Floyd nerd right now knows like the real history of that and is like these. T- uh, this is why I should work at a radio station and these dudes do. I know everything that Roger Waters. I dude, I know his pubic hair length. I don't understand why I don't host mornings at Rock 106.9. Yeah, nothing uh, makes a successful radio show like your hot knowledge of Pink Floyd. Come on, bro. Yeah, settle down, Canton's Eddie Trunk. So, all right, back to the wall here. Yeah. You go home this afternoon, Friday. You got nothing to do, probably. I'm just guessing. And, uh... Your girlfriend's at work. She's not going to be home for a few hours. You find yourself. It's a little hazy in your apartment. Like, I can't see all the way through here. And you uh, you turn on the TV, and the wall's on. Is it one of those, like, Shawshanks where it's like, well, it's on, so I'm, I'm, wherever it is, I'll just, you know, I'll watch it from here on out? I am not going to put it into the category of, like, Shawshank, but I will say, I will say, there probably is a little bit of, like, eh, dude, you were 18 when you did it last time, and you should probably at least, like, give it another shot to see if maybe as an adult, like, as, like, a, like a full-grown person. Yeah, I'm old enough to have already done that. Well, to have, like, seen it and, like, kind of, like, maybe maybe it was just, you know, you, you didn't give it a fair shot, so maybe I should. I'll admit, every time I've ever watched The Wall, every time. I've been uh, with other people while doing it, and I always felt like the social pressure of, man, it seems like I should appreciate this, even though I think it's a big, steeping pile of dirt. <laughs> like, I feel like I should appreciate it. And the times when I watched it in high school, when it was like, when I was still young enough, where I was like, you know what? Acid's like something I should do. Right. Acid's something I should do. Then, yeah. I was like, man, this movie's amazing, and these guys knew, and like all that, like I'm new to drugs and an idiot thing. But like outside of that, like I've always kind of viewed it as like, what the hell is this madness? You gotta think what, what too. Is this? I mean, drugs weren't as good back then as they are today. You know what I mean? Like weed, not nearly as good in the '70s as it is today. Nowhere near, yeah. So I mean, how much pot did you guys have to smoke back then to make this watchable? I believe it was a garbage bag. <laughs> There's a video, and now I do this every day. I tell you to go to WRQK.com and like watch this video, right? Because, okay. well, my boss like likes web hits. Yeah. All right? We like web bonuses, so, too. But I found a video yesterday that I really do think everybody would be better served if they watched. Okay. And if you go to WRQK.com, check out the Stan's Ratio section. There is a woman who caught her, I believe, like 16-year-old son, teenage son, receiving oral sex in the living room of the house. And the mom goes off. Like, the video is like nine minutes. Now, obviously, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Inside of like a minute, mom goes off and starts. I mean, dude, she's blasting her son. She's blasting the girl. Dude, the names she calls both these these kids, children, is honestly, it was a little shocking. And I sat there and I thought yesterday when I posted this, because I found this, it was another guy who works for this company, like, sent me the email. He's like, yo, you seen this yet? I was like, and I watched it. I was like, whoa. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, man, think about how many people listen to you and I every morning who have kids. And so a lot of you out there have walked in on your teenagers doing very similar things. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're in your house. You know what I mean? They don't have anywhere else to go. Over this last year, 
I've made friends with a woman who listens to the program. Now she's married, and you know, so it's strictly like we've just become friends. We played golf together a couple of times, and her and her husband and their whole group of friends—they're all really cool. And it was about a week ago. The husband, I guess, walked in to uh, to a room and like saw uh, his daughter. Like and her boyfriend completely naked, like in the uh, missionary position on the bed, uh, and like she, like so she sent me the message. She was like, "Oh my god, my husband." She's like, "I don't think he's gonna stop drinking whiskey anytime." <laughs> no, and I mean, listen, like obviously you can it's get terrible. you can get pissed in the moment, and you can like you know not want your children to be doing that. But I mean, they're sixteen year old kids. It's an inevitability of life that, that they're gonna find themselves sexually. What do you think is worse though, as a forty year old parent walking in on your sixteen year old going down on? dude or a 16 year old walking and seeing your mom going down on some dude because there's plenty of moms out there that are going down on dudes right plenty of divorced moms out there that are still getting some action in their own home which which would you rather be who do you who do you want to be you want to be dad or you want to be kid all right now see it's tough to put myself in that situation because i don't have children right, right and right. so like I, I know that i know that's going to change my feelings but I, I never walked in on my parents, but I heard it through a wall uh, once, and it's one of those things like I can hear it right now. Uh, like even t- like even speaking of it, you can hear it. Like there's nothing creepier than the sounds of your mother moaning from sex. There's uh-huh. nothing creepier than that. <laughs> Look at Fantone; you can barely take it. Stop it! I don't want to hear about Sue's doing things like that, it's, dude. I don't want to. If my brother <laughs> hears this podcast, he'll fly here to punch me. But I got to imagine being a grown man walking in, watching your daughter perform fellatio has got to be an all-time low. Has Danny's to be. got something in his pants. Yeah. yeah, there's Sue's right there. I don't know why we brought that into it. I don't know why we're talking about my mom banging it out, and now I'm inserted somehow. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that was all about. I would have to imagine being a dad, watching your daughter do the one thing. Well, one of the two things you don't want to find out that your daughter was doing, right? That has to be worse. It's got to be bad. Has to be worse. Either way, I as don't want to be. Because as a kid, as a teenager, like you're, like you hate it in the moment. Now, like now that I think about, like it's still like uh, it's not my favorite thought, but it's kind of funny when I think about the fact that I like heard my parents through the wall. Now, well, but like was as, mortified then. But as an adult, I mean, you have to recognize that your kids are going to have sex, and, that, th- and that they're going to be a, you know. I think you're using a lot of logic that sounds easy, but like in the moment, I I, I don't think I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I would I would hate to be that dad and walk in on, and see that and see that. You know what I mean? Because not even on like some level could you be like looking at the dude like, well, good for you. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't even do that. Like at least when I heard my parents through the wall, like I could get myself to where I was like, like high fiving my dad a little. Like, yeah, dude, you know what, dude, go after. Him. You know what I mean? Like, good for you, dude. Worked hard all week. You should probably get a little. You know, way to go. But I don't think you could never do that. You know what? I'm bailing out of this. <laughs> Dude, uh, the country lost, honestly, a legend hero. Uh, if you haven't heard this uh, yet, we will get you filled in next on The Sandsbury. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We have a pair of Dead & Company tickets. It's Grateful Dead featuring John Mayer. Out of Blossom, June 28th. We'll get you hooked up with those around 8.30 this morning. If you have not heard, uh, John Glenn, Ohioan, first American ever to orbit the earth 
has died at the age of 95. Born in Cambridge, Ohio, from New Concord. This guy, I mean, what else do you want a guy? What else do you want a man to do? You know what I mean? One of the first uh, astronauts there, mm-hmm. senator, mm-hmm. and I believe didn't he go back up in space like late in his life, like in the in his like seventies? Yeah, I think it was in like the nineties. I mean, so it was obviously pretty far down in his life that you know he decided to. Uh, yeah, take, I think it was like his mid seventies. He did that, which is crazy. Um, and I mean, dude, you just have to think like to be the first person to orbit the Earth. Like that's such a. It's the best pickup line ever. Right, right. And, and just such a, I mean, you know, at least nowadays when they send astronauts up, there's like experiences we've had and we can kind of like, hey, this is what's happened in the past. But like to go up there, there's so much bravery involved in that. That's bravery. And you're it right. It truly is, dude. Like, like the first of anything like that, like even like airplane travel, like right. the first people that were like, yeah, you know what, this thing, we're going to pick it up off the ground and then we're going to try to land it softly. And that would be one thing. But then to leave like Earth, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. In orbit around it, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know if you could have got me sold on that when he had to do it. I don't know if you could get me sold on it right now with all the technology that we have. And oh, hey, we can we can guarantee, and you know, the Virgin's going to send people up to space. And I don't know about that, dude. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, of unforeseen circumstances. I feel like that can happen in the depths of space, and like to do that in well, the yeah. ni- I mean, in the 1960s, dude. Like this is I'm talking before the civil rights movement. This guy's up in space. <laughs> That's crazy. That's hey, dude. It truly is. I, I mean, hats off to the guy for being for the for having a sack that size to go up there. I can do it. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to make light of it, but you're right about that. Like, I, uh, I don't think in the '60s. I could have. I mean, dude, we didn't. I mean, was there power steering in cars? Wait, exactly, dude. I didn't even have seatbelts back then. And they're like, yeah, we're going to send you up into space. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm worried. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do when it took two arms to make a right turn in, in, in the Lincoln. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not sure you could have got me in the, hey, we're going to strap you inside this rocket and send you into orbit. Yeah, I don't know if you could have got me on that one. Um, As of right now, I mean, space exploration certainly not what it once was. The uh, American people have kind of fallen out of love with it. I think a lot of people look at it as a waste of money. A lot of people do look at it as a waste of money. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, we're the most we're the most advanced nation in the world, right? And I think certain things then, if, if that's who you are, at least that's what I'm always told. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's the way Americans are sold it. I think if anybody's going to do it, it should be us. And I think when you're the superpower, you have a responsibility, I think. And um, it's what we do, right? We came out of the cave. We saw, you know, we, 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 uh, we got fire. It's like, it's the, it's the next horizon. It's what we do. It's like the, we're explorers by nature. As of right now, there are six people in space. Two of them are Americans, according to this website. I mean, you know, it's, sure, it's on yeah, the yeah. internet. I don't know if it's true, but, um, and, and you have to think like the space race, it wasn't, a national security thing necessarily. It wasn't a like, hey, you know, the Russians are going to get up to the moon and they're going to colonize the moon or anything like that. It was nothing but pride. It was nothing but like, no, we're America. We're going to do it first. That's so far gone. That concept of like, no, we're, we're going to beat you. Right. That That is just so far out the window. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's just it, it's mind boggling to me that 50 years ago, you know, 60 years ago, we cared that much to be like, yeah, you know what? As a country, we're going to do this. You know that statement when the president stood on TV and said, by the end of the decade, we're going to put a man on the moon. You know what they knew when he said that? Nothing. They knew nothing when he said that. That was a Trump-like statement. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what that was. It was just bravado. They didn't know they were going to be able to do that. It's crazy. 
It's, uh, you know, when you think about John Glenn, everything that guy packed into one life, it right. makes me feel pathetic. Right. It makes me feel pathetic. One of the first astronauts, yeah. military vet, senator, then had the balls to do it at 70 to go back up there again. That's, I mean, honestly, like, I'm just, I'll never, I mean, you're never going to stack up to a life like that. Of ever. not, dude. I'm not even going to try to. I'm just going to go home and watch wrestling when I'm done with this. Um, do you feel like, though, and obviously a big story, there's no question about it, all over national news, I'm sure it made international news as well, but do you feel like outside of Ohio, does anybody really care about this? Unfortunately, I think even inside of Ohio, this is one of those stories that people are going to pretend they care more about than they really do. Such a hero. It's so sad. This is the untimely passing of John Glenn. Now, see, people who are going to feign like um, sadness over this are going to be mad at the way you just handled that. That's the part about it that's going to annoy me, is that people who are going to pretend are going to get mad at you thinking that you're trying to slander John uh, Glenn in some way. And, of course, you're not. You're making fun of them. It's um, But, out. I mean, yeah, I think so, right? I mean, he's kind of one of those... Gone too soon. I mean, he's not gone too soon. Gone he's too not, soon. He's 95. Yeah, he's not 95. You can't say gone too soon. But he was definitely an American icon. Of course. You know, you know what I mean? Course. He's definitely one of those guys. And I saw, did you see this yesterday? Where apparently, I, I think it was a hotel in, da- in Dallas, was it? Somewhere in Texas. They uh, they had like put all the lights in the windows to have it spell out John Glenn. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, I thought that was like, what a send off that is. That's I, pretty cool. I saw on Fox 8 this morning and truly a testament to the uh, size of this man's uh, testicle. Um, when he was coming back in from the first orbit around the around the around the Earth, when he was coming back in, and everyone thought, like, dude, what if it starts burning up? It could burn up, dude. This entire capsule could burn up. John Glenn could be a you know a shish kebab. He could be on fire. It could be it could be all over. His heart rate didn't raise. Stayed steady as he starts like descending onto the planet. Is that bravery even, or a psychopath? Didn't even like didn't even phase the guy, man. It's amazing. I'm hearing this via Twitter, and I'm not sure if this is true or not. I wasn't there in the '60s to be in the rocket, but people are telling me that my iPhone has more processing power. Than that, than that NASA rocket in the '60s. I completely believe that, 100 percent believe. Now that. this thing can get me places by telling me where to go, but it won't take me to those places. That's that's crazy. But yeah, I guess I would have to believe that, though, right? Yeah, I mean, just think about how far technology and computers have come yeah, in the I, last two years, right. let alone since the '60s. Yeah, man, that you're right. That is bravery at its uh, at one of its highest forms. I don't think you could have got me on the. Yeah, we're gonna slingshot you into space. <laughs> Dude, Milkman still dropped off glass bottles at your doorstep. You're not slinging me into space then. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, we know the concussion issue in the NFL can be pretty bad. Guys get hurt and some serious things can happen. I'm worried about Boomer Esiason. Like, I think we need to put Boomer Esiason on suicide watch. He said something yesterday that I think is indicative of, oh, 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 you've been hitting the head too many times. We'll fill you in next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. If you have not yet seen that video of that mom catching her son uh, well, on the couch while his girlfriend is performing oral sex on him, she walks in on it and goes off. <laughs> I mean, she just goes off on the both of them. It's pretty interesting. You should check that out, WRQK.com. So it was announced yesterday out of Berea that uh, RG3 will start Sunday. And we'll see how much longer it's announced out of Berea. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. uh, They're moving. uh, I I guess they're going to move, what, the practice facility and all that down to Columbus, right? Correct. I'm not wild about that. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. 
but RG three is going to be the starting quarterback. Now, what's funny about this is that if you you know like <laughs> that's not it. RG three being your starting quarterback isn't the funny part. I mean, it's funny enough. I thought that was the joke. Yeah, it is. I, I thought that's what it was. It's a joke. We'll right. put a pin in that. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. So, Facebook will show you your memories from years ago. Right now, it happened to show me mine right before we hit the air right now. Right? December 9th, 2012, 3.54 p.m. My Facebook post was this. Three in a a row. Go Browns. They had won three (laughs) games in a row. If they won three games this season, we would be, well, we're going to throw a parade for for a winless season. So, yeah, there'd probably be a parade for a three-win season. Well, and I mean, I don't remember what the record was in 2012 particularly, but I'm going to assume that three wins was probably a vast majority of the wins they had that year. I think it was a chunk of it. Right? So, I I mean, like, well, they won four. I think it was a chunk of it. Three wins in a row. That sounds, honestly, it sounds impossible now. So, RG3 going to be back uh, as the Browns. Starting quarterback. I, I mean, when they picked him up, I was like, well, he's probably the best thing that was willing to come here. He's not all that great. Um, I was an Andrew Luck guy in that draft, and I remember like when the, the when when RG when if you liked Andrew Luck better than you liked RG three, that was like the you're a racist if you're denying him because he's black if, and people kept saying no, he's just not as good as Andrew Luck, and he's not is anywhere near as good as Andrew Luck. But if I'm going to look for an upside about RG3 starting, it will be this. If your offensive line leaks the way ours does, then I have to imagine a quarterback with a little bit of mobility, the way RG3 seems to have a little bit of that. He's a little bit of a dual threat, one and a half threat is what I would call it. That That's going to be beneficial, right? Instead of getting sacked 15 yards behind the line, maybe you get four or five yards when he gets flushed out. Like, I, I mean, I, I think they're, I'm looking here. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying here. Well, I mean, somebody that can extend the play, sure. And, I mean, you really have to look at this move right now as, like, I mean, the guy's just out there doing the job for the time being. I don't think anybody's looking at this like, dude, you know what, You're RG3, the he's got four games to prove himself. No. He's already proven that, that he's not going to be the quarterback of the future, but we do need somebody Wins under out. center. Right. Wins out, is he the quarterback of the future? Uh, for me, no. Are there going to be people claiming that? Yes. So, for me, no. Okay. I, I think that's the responsible. that's the responsible answer. I feel the way you do. Like, it would be impressive. I would, you know, it would take us out of the first round pick or uh, the first overall pick, but, and that's very Brownsish. But RG3 going to start. The quarterback position has eluded the Cleveland Browns forever. Long time. I can't remember the last time we had a good one. I think his name was Brian Sype. It's been forever. And somebody caught up with Boomer Esiason. And I said to promote this, I said we gotta we gotta check on Boomer Esiason. I I I, uh, I can't wait to hear the extended version of what he has to say. He had something very interesting to say about the Browns and the quarterback position. Where do you hear this? And you uh, you had a question. It was if Tom Brady was on the Browns, how many games does the do the Cleveland Browns win this year? And uh, your answer was very interesting. Well, I said they were going to be undefeated. Now, I said that for a reason. You know, I try to emphasize what I believe is the greatest quarterback of all time and how and how he impacts the entire team. And I can tell you one thing, first and foremost, that he's not going to take any crap from the coaching staff. And I think that's who Tom Brady is. And I think 
first of all, I, I credit Peyton Manning for taking the quarterback position and putting it on the Ph.D. level. He really did. He took it from where I thought preparing was uh, one thing to preparing is completely another thing. And I think Brady is one of those guys that when he shows up to the facility on a Tuesday or Wednesday to get the game plan, he's locked and loaded and he's ready to go. There's no screwing around. There's no fooling around. And you better be ready to go on. You know when you step out on the practice field. So that's why... I said what I said about Brady being in Cleveland. He would hold the coaches accountable. Uh, guys like Terrell Pryor, who I think is a terrific football player, by the way, would only be better when you play with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. So that's one of the reasons why I emphasize that they would have been undefeated with Tom Brady as a quarterback. No way. No. Undefeated? No way. I don't buy that. We've seen Tom Brady have better rosters than what we have here in Cleveland and not go undefeated. So that just seemed crazy to me. I don't even know if they get to 500. I think Tom Brady damn good. Obviously. You know, and I, I think he wins games that we... Because we've been in some games this year, and I think he probably wins some of those. Well, and there's a lot of point to what he's saying. I mean, yes, having a quarterback, uh, an upper echelon quarterback, who's going to hold other people accountable and be a true team leader, not just a field leader, but somebody who's going to up the standard, of course would help. But I don't know if I'm pointing at the Browns right now and saying, oh, it's a lack of preparation or it's a lack of standard. It's a lack of talent. And it really you is. Can, I agree with that. Dude, you can, you can watch as much film as you want you can prepare all day and you can have the greatest football mind on earth but when the 10 other dudes on the field with you suck i mean how many pro bowlers are on this team can't be many if one i mean joe 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 thomas in this year is he i don't know i don't know maybe not well you want some good news sure so I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday called make me smarter the make me smarter football podcast it's hosted by michael lombardi and a guy named Nick Wright, and they both work for Fox Sports. Michael Lombardi, who used to be RGM. Yeah, I was going to say. Again, fired before he probably should have been. It's like one of, one of, Bill Belichick called him one of the smartest guys in the NFL. So I trust Bill Belichick over Browns ownership. So all you Browns fans who want to at me talking to me about Michael Lombardi's failures, I'm going to trust Belichick over Haslam. Just my, my personal opinion there. He claims what's going to happen for the Cleveland Browns, what they're going to do, and the Jamie Collins trade was part of the opening up the, the lines of discussion between the two teams. He thinks the Browns are going to take a significant portion of these draft picks that they have, double down, hand them over to Belichick, and we will get Jimmy Garoppolo as our starting quarterback here for the Cleveland Browns. Belichick just laughing all the way to the bank. I don't know, dude. all the way to Canton, dude. I don't know. I mean, people are saying that kid's going to be pretty good. He's It's the only other quarterback Belichick's ever taken that high in the draft. Takes quarterbacks all the time. Took him pretty high in the draft. They love him up there. Came in and played. Now, he got hurt, but he came in and played, and they didn't miss a beat. Now, that's a pretty damn good roster. But they were a better team when he was quarterbacking it than when Jacoby Brissett did. So you could make the argument that he's pro- that he's you know he's pretty good. Not enough of a sample size, but if Belichick loves Garoppolo, if he's high on him, if he's so high on him, Tom Brady, Father Time is undefeated, dude. Well, now see the other see the other side of that argument was you're crazy. They're going to keep Garoppolo. They're not going to trade him to Cleveland because they're going to move off of Brady. 
I personally think when you're dealing with Bill Belichick, either one of those scenarios could end up being being true at the end of the season. He could just as easily go, you know what, Tom, thanks for your service. You're 40 out. See ya. And go with Garoppolo. Or could go, you know what, Tom, not the average 40-year-old. Maybe I get two more. Let's move off of him, get him some weapons. Let's win two more Super Bowls. I hope it happens because I've personally enjoyed the Browns' uh, turmoil recently. There's something about it that's entertaining to me at this point, which I don't know if that makes me a fan anymore or if I'm just a say, you know, I don't I don't know where that puts me it's on the list. kind of uh, But, I mean, I do. And last Sunday when they had that bye, I missed watching them lose. I missed watching, I missed having it. So, dude, do trade all the draft picks for, 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 a quarter, for an unproven quarterback. Go ahead, Browns. I'll, dude, I'll laugh the whole time. Me and Bill Belichick. So you'd, ra- up. so you'd rather take those draft picks into this next draft and draft up that way? Dude, look I'm at, just asking. Look at the lack of talent on the Cleveland Browns. Look how many positions need to get filled, dude. There are so many holes on that team that, yes, I'd much rather fill them up. If I'm looking at it from wanting to win, I would much rather fill it up, have guys with talent on the team, and then get your quarterback. I totally agree with you. I think that's the better way to go. But you know that that system is us, and by us I mean you and I and then the public, for the next three years talking about how young this roster is and how it's not going to be any good anytime soon. That that's what that means. It's not going to be any good when it, if you put Jimmy Garoppolo on I, it with no other draft picks. Again, so. we're, not, we're not disagreeing about that. I'm just saying people are going to be... We're not going to be... It's going to take a little while. I don't think we're a quarterback away. That's why I'm not sure I would go all in on Garoppolo. However, great quarterbacks, and we don't know if he's great yet or not. There's not enough sample size. But again, they're high up on him up there in New England. They don't come down all that often. I mean, dude, look. I mean, dude, look at franchises, dude, who go from having a great quarterback. They don't just they just don't come down the road very often. It's hard to do. So, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to get the position right. I don't know if it's Garoppolo or not. You're going to have to get the position right. I mean, how many wins does Jimmy Garoppolo add to this team? Four? I wonder what Vegas would say. Oh, there's no four? Vegas would not make Garoppolo a four-win player. Two? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what, I mean, what are we I'd be interested to see what Vegas would do with the Browns' win loss record with Garoppolo. I don't think, like, I, Gronk is a game, is, is a one game point swing. I'm not, sh- I don't know if Garoppolo to this roster of Vegas would view that as, as, as they've, de- I know for sure they wouldn't view it as a four win swing. If Gronk is a one point swing, and and, 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 and and I mean, and that's to add him to the page, dude. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo adds nothing to the Browns, dude. I, I I can't I can't sign off on that at all, dude. I think Tom Brady can't even get him to five hundred. How on earth is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get him up over four wins? No way. You get Garoppolo for two second round picks. You don't do that. Two second round picks. It's and not going to happen. That's not going to be the right. deal. It's going to be a first, a third, probably. And honestly, dude, like I said, there's such a lack of talent on this team. No, dude, go get some studs. Go get some guys who are willing to play. You know, who are willing to play their heart out. Go get some dudes. You know that that that'll that'll shore up the the offensive line. Go get some dudes that'll go take care of. You know, the million issues the Browns. Like have. I said yesterday, start from the from the ball and move out. Win in the trenches, especially in the AFC North. You got to be able to push people around. I ultimately agree with you. I would like to see Garoppolo in a Browns jersey, but I'm not sure I'd want to have to make the trade. But RG3 is your starter on Sunday. It's going to go good. It's going to be fine. No chance they win, right? Uh, in your point, uh, like I said yesterday, I think sometime over the next four they win one. Might as well be. Might as well be this weekend. You know. I think this is their best shot with the Cincinnati Bengals divisional opponent. You always play those tough because you know the personnel really well. I uh, I think this will be a tough game battle. We lose late. 
And I think they go winless all season. You know, I have alluded to on the program plenty of times that, you know, I don't wish to live late in my life. But a 73-year-old did something yesterday that inspired me a little. Maybe I want to live a little longer than I thought. We'll get you filled in next on The Stansbury Show. Six nine. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I can't believe I'm going to say this because you know I'm not really big into the protesting and I don't like doing this kind of stuff. But, dude, I may have to protest a uh, well an organization that, uh, that, I, well, that, I, that I normally support quite a bit. Well, tell me more, uh, dude. The Pornhub. I may have to. Uh, I, I may have to. Uh, well, I, yeah, I may have to boycott the Pornhub. Are you having a little bit of guilt from your uh, your piracy days, or is oh this god, no, not else? even okay. a little bit. No, no, god, no. All right, Stansberry no. doesn't feel bad about stealing money from him. What do you, where, where, where's, where's the problem then, dude? They have released a video. You can see it. It's uh, it's up at wrqk.com. So obviously, you know, it's safe from me. You know what I mean? I'm not. We're not going to show you porn, but uh, there's a. Uh, They've released a video, and we've linked it to our website for you, where they're, like, selling you on the whole, you should touch yourself on Christmas. Like, hey, if you're alone on ho- on the holiday, just, you know, crank up PornTube and crank up yourself there, and, and or, or Pornhub there, and uh, yourself there, you're, you're good to go. And now everybody knows. That's breaking Stansbury commandment number one. You don't do that. You don't do that. That is that is Saint, that's Saint Nick's Day. Not the other way around. No, no, just if you don't, you know what I mean. It's Christmas for Christ's sake. Let your kids play with their toys that day. You know what I mean. Wake up early, put batteries and stuff, build the bikes, do all that stuff. Don't just be sitting in your in your chair, lotion on the table. Nobody needs it. I'm not going to paint a deeper picture than that. I was going to say. I think we all get it. Don't do that. Pornhub's basically telling you to break Stansbury commandment number one. You know not to do that. That's how you get sent to hell. That's how you do that. Does hell sound fun? Doesn't. Hell is Boston all day. You know who doesn't need Pornhub at all? Who's that? Mick Jagger. No, he's doing all right, Mick Jagger is. Mick Jagger's doing all right. He's doing all right. Apparently, the 73-year-old, for Christ's sakes, had his eighth like child. This was his eighth kid. This just happened, like, I believe yesterday. His girlfriend, Melanie Hamrick, welcomed uh, their eighth child. His eighth child, obviously, not hers. 73, he's 29. I'm sorry, she. he's 73, she's 29. So, let me ask you. Because I have routinely dated women younger than me. You have to be Mick Jagger famous before you can be 73, dated 29-year-old woman, and people just kind of, like, accept it. Um, like, even a rich local businessman, people would be like, Pfft. you know what I mean? You, it, would be, it, would be, it would be ill-talked about. But when you're, like, ultra-famous, all of a sudden, like, all, any of this weird activities that you're involved in, people just kind of, like, excuse it. I think there's plenty of people right now who'd think that's absolutely disgusting and would certainly talk ill about it. I mean, I think there's plenty of people right now who, whether you're famous, rich, yeah, or that's whatever. Not, but that's not, the di- that's not the overall message of it. Like, the overall message of it yesterday was, oh my god, look at Mick Jagger, how great for him and his girlfriend. That's what it was. Like, the tabloid rags weren't like, dude, what the hell's going on here? That's weird. It's like, oh, good for you, Mick Jagger. Where if the local, like, tycoon of your town 
was 73 years old, knocked up a 29-year-old. Everybody would be talking about him like he's the worst dude on earth. You have to be kind of famous for this to play well. There are people who don't like it. I understand. It's not like everybody's accepting of it. I'm saying the conversation in the media would have been. The conversation on all mainstream media yesterday was good for Mick Jagger, and that's because of the popularity of the Rolling Stones. Um, I think that's more... I think it was more like... Obviously, even at 79 or whatever, having a child and having a healthy child is still something to be celebrated. I don't know if it's so much a celebration of the relationship and the circumstances of it, or is it just like, hey, this is a newsworthy person, and a a healthy baby is always going to be something that deserves to be congratulated. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you're going to congratulate people for having a child. Dude, why are you unwilling to admit that people look the other way for celebrities right now? I don't know why you're having such a hard time wrapping your mind around I just don't think they are. I just don't think they are. I think a lot of people feel that, like, Dude, that's gross, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, hey, congratulations to Mick Jagger. I'm saying, dude, BuzzFeed or Elite Daily and all these sites would normally, if it was just some rich dude, would be talking about how she's a gold digger and how he's like a total pervert creep. And because he's Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, nobody's even coming close to saying that because you're not going to ruin the name of Mick Jagger. You're not, which, by the way, dude, wasn't he dating like 14-year-old girls when he was like making the best albums of the Rolling Stones' career? Like, wasn't he dating underage women? But you don't hear about it because he's Mick Jagger. Like, dude, I'm telling you right now. How old is that? So, I mean, dude, they're like 40 years apart. Now, I can't do that because that would make somebody like an infant, and of course, that's gross. At least she's, you know, of age. She's 30, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, grown woman. You think she loves him? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, listen, without knowing the relationship, do I think it's possible that she loves him? Do I think, yeah, I think that's, that, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think... I mean, I understand how a young Mick Jagger was good looking. Like, I understand that. I get it. But I don't, dude. Seventy three year old Mick Jagger isn't like attractive. Um, I think there's in a you, you look at it certainly from a different perspective of like I think there's a sexual magnetism to him where it's not necessarily that like dude he's the greatest looking man on earth even when he was like young and good looking he wasn't that good looking it wasn't that it was just that like sexual charisma that he oh, has oh this this all right so this person brings up an excellent point if this were donald trump and a 29 year old woman right now people would be freaking out melania is younger than he is but there's not like 40 years in between but brandon's right we would be talking about the creep that Trump is if he was if he got a twenty nine year old woman pregnant. How how old is his wife and what's the what's the age? I don't think the, I don't think there's forty years in between there, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but she. I mean, dude, if you look at Mick Jagger's girlfriend, first of all, maybe it's because of the way she looks. She doesn't even look twenty nine. This girl looks like she could be in her early twenties. I think she likes his life. I think she likes his money. I think she. I think she likes being, you know, married or hang, you know, with the guy. Oh, no, their boyfriend, girlfriend. Twenty five years between Melania it's Trump not 40. and Donald. It's not forty. It's a whole adult. It's a whole adult, but it's not forty. Dude, forty years is something else. That's something else. It's between two people. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm telling you, I think if Melania was pregnant right now. And she was 29 years old. We'd be hearing that Brandon's right. We'd be hearing about what the creep Donald Trump is, and we don't with Mick Jagger. I think different standard of rock star and, and, and president. 
I think if you, if you took the president thing out of it, and he was just still like Donald, because dude, Donald Trump. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he was, you know, a TV guy. But I think his popularity doesn't like his celebrity wouldn't have sheltered him from this the way Mick Jagger's does. I really don't think it would have. I think most situations, and it just speaks to like, dude, the Rolling Stones are kind of one of those bands where it's like, that's not famous. Like you're like, that's like another level of fame. It's like a whole nother level of famous. And I think that's why people aren't talking about how weird it is. Trust me, as a guy who's had plenty of dirty looks from women and men in restaurants as I walk in there with younger women and they can tell, it's like, dude, that girl's 22 and you're 40. There's something, dude, I've had to deal with plenty of looks of people telling me how wrong that is. But Mick Jagger knocks up a 29-year-old and everybody's like, well, it's cool because I like Get Off My Cloud. That's exactly why that is. I mean, there's no mention of gold digging or any stuff. I mean, anywhere in here. If this was just some oil tycoon from Texas, we'd be talking about that. But it's Mick Jagger, so you don't. There are brands that can't be penetrated from the side like that. Michael's kind of one of those. Jordan's kind of one of those. Where it's like, no matter what he does, it's kind of like, well, yeah, but six championships, he's Michael. It's awesome. Mick Jagger, very much the same way. We'll be right back with one more Sansbury show. Hang on. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina. They're just minutes from the square located in the old foundry building, or you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. That's highvoltagekartingwithak.com. High Voltage is Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor electric go-karting track in the state of Ohio. They have the best carts in the business. You're hitting speeds of around 50 miles per hour. And with the family looking to come into town for the holiday season, take them to do something a little bit different and a lot of fun. Check out more info at highvoltagecarting.com. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Tomorrow night, December the 10th, Canton Charge take on the Erie Bayhawks. The Orlando Magic Affiliate, 7 p.m. tip-off. It's Cavs Championship Hat Night at the Canton Charge game. It's the only place you can get that championship hat. Fantone actually uh, posted some photos of that hat the other night as he has one, as he's a new in-arena host for that. You'll be at this game tomorrow night. It's at the Civic Center. Tickets are just 8 bucks. Pick them up at the Civic Center box office or at cantoncharge.com. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the hat's awesome. It's obviously got the uh, the the Cavaliers logo and the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy with it as well. Like you mentioned, it's an exclusive. This is the only place you can get only that. Only can get it there. And uh, also, well worth noting, man. Uh, and I said it yesterday. Kind of all things Fantone converging on the Civic Center Saturday night. But it's also Project Rebuild on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so nice. a very easy way to come out and kind of support a very uh, worthwhile charity in the uh, in the Canton area, and also catch some awesome basketball action. Hashtag Charge Up. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Hopefully, Quinn Cook goes off again. Forty nine the other night. Forty nine. Forty nine and eleven assists. He took a, he took like twenty one shots too. It was amazing. I mean, dude, the, the Quink Hook, kids, kids a beast. So we like making fun of Florida here. We call it the Florida Finals on the program, and this mixes Florida and Ohio together. Oh, there you go. Ohio officials say a Florida man, always up to something, uh, has been sentenced to two years in prison. He's going to be ordered to pay back $22,000 in restitution for his role in a theft ring. And here's what happened. He's bald himself, this man. Okay? 36-year-old Andres Arreyes of Boca pleaded guilty on Tuesday to racketeering in Warren County in southwestern Ohio, and he was sentenced. Now, what he was doing, Fantone, is listen to this, bald himself. 
was flying back to Florida, going into stores, stealing like Rogaine and like hair, uh, you know, growth products and the like, and then shipping them off, coming back here and then shipping it off to New Jersey to where it was being sold for a profit and he was making an upcharge. Now, I had no idea Rogaine was like a hot black market product. I don't know what it costs in the store. I would imagine it can't be cheap because you're selling somebody the the dream of looking younger. Oh, yeah. There's, that's always marked up. Charge what you want. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, like, you know, like teeth whitening things are right. always expensive, too, because you're selling people on the, we're rewinding the clock for your life, man. And so I would imagine Rogaine's not cheap. I don't know. I have uh, I have decent hair genes in my family. I'm not, I, I don't feel like hair loss is going to be something I necessarily have to deal with anytime soon. I agree with you on that. And, dude, thank God. I don't care if I go gray, but, like, the oh, Oh, I'm already there. Like, 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 if I go bald, I, dude, I'm not going to be happy about that. Especially if it's like the monk bald, where you've just got the uh, the horseshoe the crown. Around. Oh, dude, I don't have the head for it. Like, there are a lot of guys who, if you shave your head, you're like, oh, okay, dude, that doesn't look so bad. You like, you look right. Like, like Bruce Willis is a guy who looks good bald. Like, there are guys who do. And I just don't have the I don't have the shape of the head for it. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't look good bald at all. It terrifies me actually. But like I said, both uh, both my parents, both their families, both sides hair has it. Although my mom has hair loss issues, but like her dad had a full head of hair till he died, and so did my dad's dad. And well, if you think. had a child like you, you'd you'd have hair loss issues too. <laughs> ripping that out, like oh my god, I hate that kid. Like, dude, my mom's been wearing wigs for. God, I can't even remember how long now. 20 years at least. I think a lot of women just older women, you know, get over a certain age and they just decide, "Ah, it's going to be easier if I just if I just embrace it." That's definitely part of the, it. If I go with the wig there. That's definitely part of it. Um now is Rogaine obviously, you know, it's like the brand name. And you know how like Tide will often be stolen and sold on the black market or whatever. No, I, that's I'm, first time I'm oh, hearing. Oh, you've that. never heard of that, dude? There's dude, huge rashes or huge like outbreaks of 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 people stealing Tide and then really? like yeah, going around and selling it. And I dude, it's, I just it, don't think of desperate people that are like that need to get a break on something like that's what you go to the black market to get. I would have never thought Tide ever. S- selling heroin seems like a smarter business venture, but I don't know. I mean, you know what I <laughs> mean like it just seems like well there's more money to make in the black market than that faster to get rich i would think um why on earth though would this guy steal it in florida ship it to ohio and then send it to to new jersey like that just seems way too it, many steps in the in the process i think what he was doing is i think if i'm reading this correctly he was flying to florida stealing it all driving it back here because of the bulk of it okay and then dispersing it through jersey but he lived here in southwestern ohio why wouldn't you just steal it in Ohio, or why wouldn't you buy it in Florida, or, or go down in Florida, steal it, and sell it in Florida? It, that just seems like, uh, you know, and when it comes to a criminal plan. Plenty of bald dudes in Florida. Right. When it comes to a criminal plan, really, the less steps involved, the better. You okay. know what I mean? I just, all I did was Google price of Rogaine. That's all I did, right? right? So I don't know it's a, like if it's a weekly pack or monthly or whatever, but looking at it, it's fifty two ninety eight. Is the is the first link that I have of, of price of it? So I mean, what are you selling? I mean, if it's fifty in the store, what are you selling it for? Twenty? As I say, twenty five. Cut it in half. Cut the price in half. I uh, I mean, it might be worth it not just to have to go into the pharmacy section of Walmart. You ever been there, dude? I was in there yesterday. Oh, dude, the the pharmacy section of any Walmart is just like, do you want to feel? Do you want to feel like you hit the chromosome lottery? Hang out at the pharmacy section of any Walmart. You'd be like, you know what? My life's all right. I'm all right. All right, I might not have a ton of money, but I'm not that person, that person, or that person. I'm probably going to be okay. Donald Trump makes a ton of people mad. He just makes a bunch of you guys mad. And uh, there was a decision that came down yesterday that has everybody freaking out about it. We'll figure this out for you next on the Stansbury Show. It's 9.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Dead and Company Show. Around 8.45 this morning. It's the Grateful Dead featuring John Mayer. They'll be out of Blossom June 28th, so will you. Get you hooked up around 8.45. So yesterday, I kind of uh, had to sit down the... The anti-Trumpers who were all up in arms about, you know, Linda McMahon as the small business association like head. I had to like calm everybody down and like tell you, like, guys, we don't know for sure. She's not going to be any good at it. Like, let's let's just let's just relax. Let's just relax before, you know, you start getting all up in arms. So now today. I have to sit down the pro Trumpers. And it's time that you guys admit some of your hypocrisy. It was announced yesterday that Trump will remain an executive producer of the Celebrity Apprentice show that's on NBC. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger's taken over as like the host of this, and he's like an executive producer as well. But you're going to see Trump's name roll like right before Arnold's. It's like after the creator, Trump's name, then Arnold is how it's going to roll on the credits. And the reason why I bring up the pro-Trumpers is, and why you got to admit some of your own hypocrisy here, dude, if Barack Obama had been an executive producer of a TV show, you pro-Trumpers, you anti-Obama people would have flipped your goddamn lids. You would have lost your minds. You would have freaked out. People were calling Barack Obama the Hollywood president because he was going on television shows. Because he was being interviewed on television shows. And now all of a sudden, you pro-Trumpers are just like, yeah, well, all right, we'll sweep this under the rug. Who cares? No big deal. Now, again, I want you to understand, I don't really care. But you anti-Obama people would have vilified him over this. And now I see you online kind of talking about how Trump's doing it now. It's no big deal. Well, you know, you know, I mean, that's what he is. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, he's a businessman. We kind of knew that. It's, 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 well, yeah, but I was kind of expecting he would suspend some of this. Now, I don't care. I don't personally don't care. I think there might be a conflict of interest in there a few times around. You know what I mean? I think it's weird for a guy's name to be listed as an executive producer on something um, where the the body of people that regulate television is that's a government gig. That seems strange. That seems strange to me. It seems like there may be a conflict of interest in there somewhere. But again, personally, do I really care? No, not even a little bit. But you anti-Obama people would have been awful. It would have been nauseating the post I saw blasting Barack Obama for being a Hollywood president. For going on shows, not controlling them, not making money off of them, not being the executive producer of them, not supplying you the content, just being interviewed, you know, passing out information the way a president maybe should. I don't think my issue with this is necessarily, um, what do I want to say? It's not necessarily, you know, that Trump's doing this. I think my issue here is like, well, dude, unless there's some sort of like serious job responsibility he has, fine, be the executive producer. But like, 
What do executive producers even do? If you if you have time for that when you're the president, I, it just feels to me like, well, dude. Well, you, at it, his level, an executive producer is you've you've done the work. And you're just being you're just it's in the contract. You're making points off of the television show. So I mean, just doing nothing. That's, yeah. dude, it's a sweet gig right there. I'm oh, not, dude, I'm not I'm not going to jump up and down on somebody for continuing that. Count how many exec, executive producer credits you see in any one given TV show. There's a minimum of three or four. Then you ain't doing nothing. You're just sitting around collecting checks, man. This guy, dude, I, I gotta get that role. Well, I'm pretty close to that role right now. <laughs> Sit around, do nothing, get paid for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, there are people out there who think that that's exactly what you do. It's not exactly true, but there are people who assume that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, my problem I don't is see the, this being a huge problem. My problem is the fan base. My problem is the fan base because they would have, I'm right about this, you guys would have vilified Barack Obama over this. You did. He went on the Daily Show and you guys like crucified him for it for going on TV shows. I mean, he was called... Dude, the first two years he was in office, that's all I heard. Hollywood president, Hollywood president, Hollywood president. That's all I heard. Continuing with the Hollywood president concept, did you see who you met with? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good meeting. Yeah. That's a good meeting. I think Leonardo DiCaprio, even though he's an actor, I, I like the cause he's behind. One of the largest and, and most public supporters of climate change. Dude, climate change is a real thing. I don't care what anybody tells me. My brother and I argue about this all the time. It's real. I don't know how you can't see this. I mean, should people who voted for Trump in that mindset of, well, at least he's talking, because he, I mean, he did. He said, you know, climate change created by the Chinese to to yeah. to make American manufacturing harder yeah, to do. But again, remember what happened that since he's been the president-elect, he had already come out and said, look, there's no denying that that, that humans have, that we have a hand in this. I just he's already come out and said that since. I, I just don't understand how people don't feel betrayed. I feel like because, dude, the people, this you fundamentally misunderstand America, I think, a little bit in this regard, this one regard. People expect to be betrayed by their president. But isn't that the entire reason that he won is because he said, I won't do this. This this is, I will be opposite of this. I am, I have Partially. your best. I, I think wholly that's why he won. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it was definitely part of it. I don't think wholly. You you don't think you don't think that it, the anti-establishment message is why he won? I I, I totally do. I think. The anti-establishment message gets folded into the he's never been there before, he'll do it differently. But I don't I think people expect their politicians to flip-flop on the things that they on the promises they made. But we expect it. It's part of it because they've all done it. Every one of them. And so I think people just kind of expect like, dude, here we go again, just more of us getting hosed by by people with money. And it's just it's become so run of the mill that even the guy who tells you he's not going to be that people kind of even when they're voting for it you kind of expect it to happen and i would say this that even if you supported donald trump and you don't believe in climate change and this and that you should be happy he took the meeting with leonardo dicaprio because that's what a president needs to do is that you still whether you agree with somebody or not or whether you think that this is a real thing or not you hear somebody out and maybe you might learn something and go oh well you know what i didn't know that maybe my position needs to change on that and what i would tell trump supporters today is don't feel like he's turning his back on you do look at it like this he took the meeting with leonardo dicaprio so now you don't have to hear all the left bitch about how he won't meet with people who he disagrees with that's why you don't feel betrayed. He's doing what you need to do. It's no longer about my side's right, your side's wrong. Now, dude, you're going to lead the country. We better figure it out for all of us. You don't need to feel betrayed about that. Be happy he's taking the meeting so you don't have to hear the other side bitch about how he won't.
Don't feel betrayed. But when he starts changing his policies, and well, when we he don't know changing, he changed the policy. He took a meeting. But when he starts, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like that's it, it's not too far of a stretch to think that when you went from, because he heard somebody out. When you, oh, I think that's a big stretch. When you went from when you went from. I don't believe this is true. I this is made up by the Chinese government to to when you start yes taking you know celebrities in to to have that meeting. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to think that things aren't as they were presented. Oh, I think that's way too far of a stretch. I think that's an astronomical stretch. I think when you have the position he he has now as the president elect, it's responsible to take this meeting. And that you have to and like I said just even if you don't agree just for the sole purpose to make the other side shut up about the fact that you won't. You have to do this stuff. It's not a choice now. You have to. You have to. You have to give the other side a little. It can't all be like pitchforks. We need to get him. You got to give the other side a little. And again, I never believed him when he was out there saying he didn't believe in climate change. I believe he's a guy who owns corporations that that helped create it and wanted to quell that, wanted to quiet that down a little bit. I don't think he. I don't think he doesn't believe in it. I don't think most of those people that are in high-profile public jobs like that that say that they don't believe it, I, I don't buy it. I think that they know other people don't, and they want to they want to make their money, and they want to energize that side. I don't believe Donald Trump doesn't think that climate change is real. I don't buy that. Now, I did read this this, this morning, and it's scary, that currently he's only getting one security briefing a week. One. Now, does that sound right? Seems to me like a security briefing for that position, that needs to be like one an hour, right? One every couple of hours in that job, right? I mean, the scope of that job is massive. There's no way you can get your arms around it in a security briefing once a week. There's no way. I mean, there's going to have to be flashcards. There's going to have to be like, I mean, dude, you're, you got to be boned up on everything, right? You know, I mean, honestly, I'm, I I know that's kind of joking, but I would imagine, dude, that anytime an incoming president comes on, there's a flashcard system that's like, yo, man, you may know about this, you may know about this, you may know about this, but do you know all about Syria? Do you know all about climate change? Do you know all about this? I mean, dude, this is, to be president, you kind of need to have a little bit of knowledge on everything. Well, the only way to do that is to take the knowledge in. There's no way once a week is getting that done. That sounds terrifying to me. That honestly, when I heard one security briefing a week, I was like, dude, that's like Sarah Palin type effort. See, I'll give Barack Obama that. I think Barack Obama was like, he's like a thirsty for knowledge type dude. Give that to me. I want to read it. Give that to me. I want to read it. And Trump, and I don't know who these dudes are off, you know, off the TV or whatever. I could be completely wrong. But Trump does seem to me as a, yo, dude, highlight that. And then just I'll read the part you had to highlight. Where Barack Obama has always kind of seemed like, yo, give that to me. I want to read it. But I could be way wrong. All I know is you pro-Trumpers would have been on Barack Obama's ass yesterday if this got announced about him. But you stayed quiet. Hollywood president! But you all stayed quiet with this. So funny. I know I'm risking popularity right now because I saw the numbers for Star County. (laughs) Dude, you all voted for this guy. You all voted for him. I saw the numbers from from this region. Swept it. Huge. You would have murdered Obama for this. Murdered him for it. Just need to think about that.
Got to be careful in the TV, television, radio, music business. You can jump the shark. You can get ahead of yourself. And one of my favorite brands is making a huge mistake by involving another one of my favorite brands. They're merging together. This is jumping the shark. This is terrible. And I may be out of the business. We'll fill you in next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to Rock 106.9, the Sansbury Show there. Online for you, WRQK.com. Kevin tweeting in is telling me, he's like, hey, man, I think you're beating up Trump a little too much on this uh, only one intelligence briefing per week. He hasn't taken the position yet. I don't think the White House is going to waste their time uh, much deeper than here's what happened this week. Now, I don't know. I don't know how that goes, but I would think that, that in this moment, they would be, you pretty much are starting to take on the president's schedule somewhat, right? If that's the the thought, is that like, oh, well, we'll just give you the weekend review. Dude, that's grossly irresponsible. I mean, John Oliver can give you that. Regardless who, what party it is. If that's if that's what they're doing, it's like, ah, eh, we'll just give you the cliff notes. That's terrible. That's, that's terrible. It's not one of those jobs where it's like, ah, well, you learn it on the fly, dude. You hit the ground I mean, running, right. right. I mean, like, it, no, I, I would think. Now, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I've watched like president TV shows, but most things aren't accurate. But like, you know, it, it seems like they would. Tr- I would think they would try to get you geared up as much as you could be, give you as many tools as possible to succeed, give you the best chance possible. I, I, I'd hope they do. And yeah. if they don't, I as, don't want to know that. If they don't, as the president elect, I'm like, yo, give me the notes, guys. Let me come into this meeting, guys. I'll tell you what. If that, I tell you, that would be one of the things I would change as an outgoing president. Is dude, get this guy way more prepared than you guys were willing to get me prepared. Yeah, that's what I, I would. I would say that for sure. Yeah, responsibilities on both sides there. Yeah, a little bit. Come on. I don't know how that works. I'm sure once he takes over the the gig, if he takes over the gig. I still maintain, dude. I think there's gonna be an uprising. I don't know. I, I you know, I don't want to move forward. Jumping the shark is something, it's 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 a term uh, known around the TV business. You never want to hear it about a show that you are involved with or whatever. Um, and it goes back to Happy Days yep. when Fonzie actually was wearing like the leather jacket, was water skiing, and he jumped a shark via like, wa- uh, like a water ski ramp. And I remember watching that a- as a kid. Like, and, I, and I was so young enough to where I was like, well, I don't think it's all that weird. But like now as an adult, you see it, you're like... Oh, jumping the shark. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yes, but at the same time, I mean, Happy Days was kind of a campy show anyway. I always thought, like, going back and watching that episode, I was like, no, that's kind of cool. Dude, he looks cool. He gives the thumbs up. I liked it. My brother was a Fonzie fanatic, so much so that one of our dogs in our adult life, when I was living with him in California, we got uh, we had a pit. Fonzie was the name. Hey. He, uh, my brother loved the Fonz. But you got to be careful of jumping the shark. And something is happening on television in this next season. And you would think that I would love this because it's mixing two of my favorite brands together. But I hate this idea. Hate it. Okay. And I think it's jumping the shark. And I'm actually happy that this is going to be the last season of the show because I think you're making a, a huge mistake here. Conor McGregor, UFC fighter. And again, I'm a huge UFC fan. Conor McGregor is going to be on Game of Thrones next season. Really? He's set to appear in Season 7 of the Game of Thrones. According to the show's fan site, Watchers on the Wall, the lightweight champion, now they do claim it's going to be a very minor role in the program. It is claimed he will act as a pirate belonging to Euron Greyjoy's crew on the ship silence there. UFC President Dana White confirmed... Uh, that he will be, in fact, in the new, uh, in the next season of the HBO drama. I knew that a few months ago that they were interested in putting him in the show, and I'm glad he did it. It'll be great. Show's huge, and I'm excited for him. 
Now, a while back, I guess McGregor actually sparred with one of the guys from the Game of Thrones. If you're a fan of the show, you'll know him as The Mountain. You can see that at WRQK.com. I've also tweeted it out at Sansbury Shows how you find it. Dude's a giant, like freakishly. Oh, big. the mountain he's yeah. huge. Yeah, I mean, huge. I, I, you know, I'm a tall guy, but like I can't imagine being that size. Like the mass on him is just—it's it, overwhelming. Oh, he's. Ma- I mean, dude, he makes big men look little. And I know it's going to be a small scene, and you might not even notice him by face. Maybe this might end up being like one of those things. Like how remember how like uh, George Lucas made in sync Jedi, and they were in that battle scene. You never saw him. It could be like one of those, but this is just like, dude, don't turn Game of Thrones into the celebrity appearance show. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay true to your world. That's, I mean, it, it's a suspension of disbelief program. I understand dragons are flying around. I'm not arguing for like legitimacy, but hold true to your word or like hold true to your world. Like part of what makes shows like that a breakout success sometimes is that you get sucked into these worlds because these actors are primarily unknowns. A lot of the times they're unknown or just not used as often. And so you can kind of get pulled into it. I don't want Conor McGregor in Game of Thrones. Now, would you feel the same way, not to go back to Leonardo DiCaprio, but if Leonardo DiCaprio had a role, would you feel like... Not wild about it. Yeah, I think it's too much star power. Season eight's going to be the end. But I think what they're doing is they're doing seven's going to be really short, and then they're coming right back with like an eighth, and that's going to be... I think they're both like halves, which I don't know why TV networks do what they do anymore. There's probably a way we watch stuff and the way we stream stuff that tells them 12 episodes is too many. or what. I'm sure there's something to that. I just... Dude, don't... don't dude, Game of Thrones isn't The Simpsons. Now, I know he's not going to be Conor McGregor, obviously, but don't do that. Don't do this. You have now. There's not a lot to risk on their end, I suppose. It's already been the biggest show HBO's ever had. I hear Westworld's actually getting somewhat close, which I don't understand at all. I found that show to be an insufferable bore, but I uh, I love Game of Thrones, and I just you know I, I mean people were hitting me up with this all day yesterday. Dude, you got to be pumped. You got to be pumped. You got to be. And I was like, no, actually, I think it's stupid. And I think it's jumping the shark, and I, I think they may live to regret it. I don't know how much they've already made all the money you can say. <laughs> they have already made all the money you can make. Final season. I don't know if they're going to tank it, but okay. Now Casey's telling me he's like, dude, you might want to calm down. A guy from Anthrax was in Game of Thrones, and you didn't even know that. Okay, true. I didn't know that. I had no idea that was a thing. The only thing I will say is that a lot of the actors in Game of Thrones are foreign. Or it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of Irish, it's a lot of English, it's a lot of that kind of thing. And Conor McGregor, obviously Irish there. He'll kind of like the the voice will fit in with some of the the acting if they rely on him that like I mean, I would have to imagine you're going to give him I mean, they say it's a minor role, but I mean, if you're going to pay Conor McGregor money, you're going to want to get something out of it, right? So he's going to be noticeable, I would think. Maybe this was a passion thing for him where he was like, no, dude, I don't care. I'll, I'll come do it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't know what the popularity of Game of Thrones in Ireland is, but I bet it's pretty big because, like I said, a lot of the actors hail from there. So maybe it's maybe you're right. Maybe it's just one of those huge things over there like it is here, and he just thinks it'll be cool to put his name next to it. All right. It's just, dude, most TV shows blow. 
And the Game of Thrones is amazing. And so, like, I just don't want them screwing it up. Just don't screw it up. I got, like, one thing I look forward to all week. It's, like, the one show. Just don't... Please just don't screw it up. I don't need Conor McGregor hacking up the Game of Thrones there. Did you look at this video of him fighting the mountain? I mean, dude, he makes Conor McGregor look like a little person. Now, Conor's not a big dude, but he makes him look little, like a child. Jeez. All right. Maybe I don't. Maybe all right. Maybe I shouldn't freak out. Just wait and see if it's any good. It's just a dragon show, dude. No reason to freak out about it at all. It's just a little dragon. You show. have you're no idea fine. how much danger you're in right now. <laughs> I hate when you call it a dragon show. I do. I it hate. is, dude. It's your little dragon, dude. Show. Those dragons have flown around like six times in the entire like six seasons of that show. It's not a dragon show. You know what? That's how good the Game of Thrones is. I don't even know how to classify it. If Shakespeare made TV. There you go. There you go. We have Dead and Company tickets. Grateful Dead featuring John Mayer. We'll uh, get you hooked up with those next on the Stansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for CSE Federal Credit Union. They are a local financial institution. That's one of the things I absolutely love about them. Plus, they make my life super convenient. Now, we know the holiday right around the corner. This is an expensive time of year. Trying to get everything bought off that shopping list can be a headache. So, some of us out there need to roll up some change. Now, CSE offers you a coin counting machine in every single one of their locations. If you're a member of the credit union, you're paying absolutely zero to use it. Non-members, just 5% that's far below what you pay inside those grocery stores. Check out more info at csefcu.com. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury show on Rock 1069. We're going to send you to see Dead and Company. It's the Grateful Dead with John Mayer, uh June 28th out of Blossom. Whoop. Whoops. That's going to be expensive. <laughs> I think I just broke my uh I think I just broke my cell phone. Yikes. That's going to be a lot of money. That's no good. Now. Yeah, no. Hold on. You know what? Me, I'll take I, care of your business, bro. Get it off it, right? Yeah. I, you know, I'll figure out if it's full on broke at, during the break. But I, let me at least get it off the ground so I don't roll over it again. I can't believe that I made it this far into this program without reporting this story yet. I was all excited when I saw this yesterday because it was local and it's like a strange story. And I just forgot about it. I had backburnered it and uh, and I wish I wouldn't have. This is, uh, what do you hear about this? As a nude Canton woman had led troopers on a chase through 77, an entire uh, through Star County. Wednesday night, she hit speeds of 130 miles per hour. So a state trooper with the Ohio uh, Highway Patrol's uh, Canton post was driving south on 77 when he noticed... uh, a disabled vehicle near Archwood over in Akron. He exited his cruiser. He approached the vehicle. He saw the woman behind the wheel wasn't wearing clothes. He gets up to the car. She then speeds away. Chase ensues, obviously, as she sped on 77, reaching speeds, they say, 120, 130. Jeez, dude, what was she driving? Yeah, I'm curious if, if if we read further at uh, cantrep.com if they tell us what kind of car she was in. If I tried to push my car to 130 right now, the whole damn thing falls apart. You know what I'm saying? Just explodes on 77 South. Yeah, I don't think I can hit 130. 130, dude. I mean, that's fast. 
Other troopers joined the chase, obviously, as they always do. They did what is con- uh, called a controlled roadblock, boxing in the speeding car and slowing it to a stop near uh, the Stark Tusk line there. Okay. So, I mean, made it pretty pretty far south. Yeah, I mean, pretty, well, do you do 130 miles per hour? It's not going to take you that long. Through, through essentially all <laughs> yeah. of Stark County. If you start in Akron yeah. and you get to the Tusk line, I mean... The car and the cruiser in front of it uh, sustained minor damage as the vehicles came to a stop, he said. Uh, no one injured overall, though. The woman was alone in the car, uh, which was stolen. She's uh, identified as Shelly Joyner, 30. Lived over at Bedford Avenue, apparently, in Canton. She was believed to be under the influence of alcohol, drugs. Uh, she was pretty incoherent. Didn't answer any questions with any validity, he says here. Troopers believe that she had been under the influence of drugs and increased her body temperature and that she had, at some point before the first troopers saw her, removed her own clothing to reduce her temperature. They found her clothing inside the car itself. There's a little bit more info here, but we're going to stop right here because if some people might not know, you'd be like, dude, she took drugs and then she took her clothes off. Some of these newer type, like, Molly type drugs make you, like, really heat up. Yeah, dude, I mean... Even back in like the nineties, dude, ecstasy made you sweat your balls yeah. off. Like. It's a, you know, a lot of people, dude, haven't done those types of drugs, and so they're you know they're unaware. But yeah, you sweat your you sweat your balls off. Like tonight, all right, I'm working one of those like rave type shows at the Agora, and you're gonna see a million kids walk through the door. They're all gonna be pinned out on this stuff, and they're all gonna be begging for water because they're all super hot. It's just part of this new EDM music scene. It's all part of that. So, you know, it just goes with it. Now, I'm not talking down to you. I did plenty of ecstasy in the 90s. You know what I mean? I'm not talking down at you. I'm just, you know, giving people the state of affairs. Nude, 130 miles per hour. Now, see, that photo that you just showed me of her, she looks yeah. attractive. Okay? Now, if I show you, have you seen the photo of when she got, this I, is, this I'm is, not. this is that photo. Uh, That's not, doesn't even look like the same woman, right? Boy, the difference between a Facebook profile picture and a mugshot, man, those can be pretty stark. Yeah, like in that picture you're showing me, she could get it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how about these new computer mounts that I was bitching about yesterday actually do make it easier for me to turn this around and show stuff to you? Came in handy, right? It came in handy right there. 130 miles per hour. Nude. This this picture's got her boyfriend, and I think all of a sudden the picture becomes a lot clearer, right? Well, I know where she got the drugs. (laughs) Take one look at him. He's probably listening right now like, damn, I used to like you guys too. She was jailed, Shelly Joyner was, in Summit County uh, on charges of felony fleeing and eluding police. My guess is because that's where the, the it had started. Receiving stolen property, operating a vehicle while under the influence of drugs and or alcohol. Uh, she was additionally charged with reckless operation of a motor vehicle. No safety belt. Yeah, just throw that one in there on Might top as of it. well. Throw that one on top of it there. Car stolen, high on drugs, 130 miles per hour, 77, no clothes. That's Canton doing its best Florida for you right there. Dead and Company playing Blossom June 28th. Caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you that, and we will start the final hour of the program next. Hang on. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're a Cavaliers fan, there's an embarrassing video of Kevin Love making the rounds. You can see it, WRQK.com. It's also posted up at the show's Facebook page. I also just tweeted it out, at Sansbury Shows, how you follow me. You can follow Fantone, at Fantone. But I'm sure Kevin Love is not crazy about this video being passed around about him. Pretty embarrassing. Cavaliers playing tonight. Take Miami, right? Miami Heat. Doesn't feel special now that Wade's not there for no, some reason. of course not. Just doesn't feel special. Of course not. 
I mean, honestly, kind of stopped feeling special once LeBron left to me. I was like, well, he's on our team now, and you guys don't have a chance, so eh, whatever. Who's the big Heat player? Hassan Whiteside? Is that who yeah. the, like, the well, big Heat player I mean, is? If you're looking at, if you're looking for a big, like uh, a name, right? That's it, it's Whiteside though, right? Is like Correct. how they're kind of like trying to hang their hat on that guy. Now I know you. You're a, like you're a fan through and through. You're gonna watch this game no matter what. But like, would this be a game that you're like, all right, I got to see this, or like? No, I mean, yes. At the end of the day, I record Cavs games and watch them the next day because I go to bed. So, like, there's, you know, a little you bit were going to watch it. Like I said, you were going to watch it regardless. There's but. a little bit of fanatic involved there, but no. Yes, there is. If if, uh, if it was yes, just there is. general public, I don't see this as like, dude, you gotta watch this. You may want to check that video out. But you know what you gotta watch? What? That's Canton Charge basketball That's tomorrow right. night, Civic Center. It all goes down, baby. Seven o'clock tip off. Your boy. That's me. I'll be out there, center stage, announcing players, getting people involved in games. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have you stuff. Are cordially I'm a, invited. I have stuff I'm actually paid to read. Let's do that. Saturday, <laughs> December 7th. Saturday, December 10th, 7 p.m. tip off. Charge versus the Erie Bayhawks. That's the uh, Magic affiliate there. You're getting a Cavs championship hat at the uh, Canton Charge game. The only place you can get it is tomorrow night at that Charge game. Uh, you can get tickets at the Civic Center box office, cantoncharge.com. Tickets start just 8 bucks. Check out Fanto tomorrow night, Civic Center. All right, so a gaggle is what it's being called here of par- of paranormal <laughs> researchers. Okay, a gaggle of paranormal researchers claim that they have discovered the root cause of homosexuality. Now, I don't know what paranormal researchers how they're going to be the experts on sexuality. I don't understand how that works. In Sansbury, I think you read it wrong. It's Did not I? a gaggle of paranormal researchers. It's gagging paranormal researchers. <laughs> <laughs> let them have it, people. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Let me have my jokes, let people. Them, let them have it. This gaggle of paranormal researchers <laughs> claim that homosexuality is not genetic. It's not the result of childhood trauma. They claim that it's ghosts. <laughs> oh. According to their website, the Spiritual Science Research Foundation is a world leader in spiritual research, Phantom. In a brand new article titled Symptoms of a of Ghost Affecting or Possessing a Person, the group claims that an astounding 85% of gay people are possessed by ghostly entities. The main, re- again, I'm reading here. Okay. Like, I don't want anybody walking away thinking that, that this is me preaching from the bully pulpit on what I think is going on with, with gay people. This is me reading. The main reason behind the gay orientation of some men is that they are possessed by female ghosts, the article claims. It is the female ghost in them that is attracted to other men. Article goes on to say the ghost consciousness overpowers the person's normal behavior to produce the homosexual attraction. Spiritual research has shown that the cause for homosexual preference lie predominantly in the spiritual realm. Now, they claim here, now, of course, ghost possession isn't the only reason people are gay. 
The paranormal researchers put together a scientific-looking pie chart to explain other causes of homosexuality. 5% is due to hormonal changes. Psychological, they're willing to give you 10% of that. But 85% is, and it says mainly ghosts. That's what it says. Mainly ghosts is the reason why you're gay. Due to being possessed by ghosts, the article says the majority of the LGBT population is more susceptible to being influenced by negative energies who give them thoughts to encourage them to display their homosexuality in a shameless and even aggressive manner. Dear God. Sort of, uh, this includes things like pride festivals, parades, rallies, marches, and other public showcases of narcissism. Or just being proud of being who you are. Pride parades are especially bad, uh, the researchers claim, because they emit negative energy for up to 10 kilometers. Indirectly, black covering negative energy over the city increases its, and it uh, will spread further than those 10 kilometers there. So what can be done about the ghost possession and negative energy, you may be wondering. What may be done of that? says, just as we teach children not to play in dirty water or eat mud, we need to educate society on what is correct from a spiritual perspective. They, uh, they say here, by failing to do so, we run the risk of further decline in righteousness, and uh, consequently people in society will become more unhappy. I cannot believe that in 2016, somebody's going to try to pass off as science that somebody is possessed by a female ghost, and that's what makes them look at a dude and be like, you know what? I want to bang that person. That's science? Somebody's going to try to claim that science? That's insanity. Now, I don't know about, you know, haunted houses and ghost sleepers. I don't buy into most stuff, right? I don't buy into that kind of stuff. But I don't know for sure it's not real. I don't know for sure your house can't be haunted. But I'd like to think that people who are gay aren't possessed by a negative energy. Well, if you believe in things like ghosts and spirits and stuff like that, I think it's not too much of a stretch to think that that's going to have some sexual, con- you know, uh, sexual, uh, what do I want to say? Granted, to it. granted, and even I could go a little further to, the, the, to say that if, it, that if possession of ghosts in people, in human beings is a real thing, obviously some gay people are going to be affected by that and be possessed by the ghost, if it is in fact real. But I don't think that that's the reason why they look at a dude's tight jeans and say, dude, yank those off for me. I don't buy that at all. Now, the concept of like the succubus and the incubus, those are like, you know, old timey ghost stories. Those have been around forever. So I don't necessarily think it's too far of a stretch. If you, like I said, if you buy into that type of stuff, and I don't necessarily personally, but if you think that ghosts are real and, and, and having sex with ghosts, that's another thing that, it, dude, Google it right now. Sex with ghosts, man. There's a bajillion articles about You people. can't even punch a ghost. You go right through it. Like, what do you mean? There's a billion articles about people who claimed it's happened to them and blah, blah, blah. Um, it, oh, yeah. Like, a very erotic dreams like where it was, like, so real. Like, somebody slept with me in my dream. And, like... So if you're buying into all that stuff, I, well, I'm not though. Well, but I'm saying these paranormal these people investigators do, yeah. obviously do. I don't think the idea then of a female ghost taking over a male body and implying or in and, 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 and you know taking over their desires. I don't feel like that's. You did an excellent job. You did. Let me just tell you what just happened right there. You did a fantastic job of being able to show that yes, if you just keep talking, we can explain anything away, right? But don't you think it's a little awful to look at a people and say that your lifestyle can only be one of three things? You're either psychologically damaged 
What was the other one? What was the other one? I know the one's ghost. What was the other? What was the other goddamn thing that they tried to say? Touched by an uncle. Physical due to hormonal changes. Okay. Psychological. What I would assume, yeah, some of the trauma there would be psychological. And then spiritual ghosts are like inhabiting your body. Those are the only three explanations you have for why somebody might look at somebody from the same sex and be like, you know what? Sex with you looks like it might be fun. That's really it. Yes, it's grossly offensive. Yes, if you're asking me that, stop it's playing devil's advocate. It's wildly offensive, right? Yes, yes. It's this is as bad as people that don't buy into climate change. It's it, it's wildly offensive. I will agree. Um, and I, I mean, it's inaccurate. I mean, show me some proof. You know, you can talk about ten kilometers of gay pride. Dude, gay they're, pride parade, they're trying but... to pass this off as science. Um, there's a uh, Larry's of- telling me the world's full of crockpots. Don't legitimize them. Well, Larry, if I do that, there's no radio show, buddy. Like, <laughs> I gotta have to talk about something. There's a uh, a movie, and I think it was out on uh, like Redbox a couple, maybe a year or two ago. It's probably on, it's, it. pro- it's probably on my jailbroken uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Then it's called Ghost Team One, and it's kind of like a comedy. Um, but these dudes have an over-sexualized ghost in their house, and she like takes over one of them and then she takes over his girlfriend and yeah, stuff but like that. Were they that. banging each other when that happened? All sorts of banging going on. Oh, like yeah? dude banging dudes banging dudes, dudes banging chicks, chicks banging chicks, and just all sorts of freaky ghosts going on in there. Well the beginning of the movie sounds awful. The end of it sounds pretty good. Ghost team one. It was kind of it, I mean it was a low budget horror flick, so sure. it's kinda of crappy, but at the same time if that's you know that's your thing, that's your thing. I just I I, I can't imagine I feel bad, honestly, as I'm as I'm telling you guys about the story. I feel bad for gay and lesbian people right now. Like I can't imagine. There's nothing in my life that there's nothing about me that would that that people have enough fear of or disdain of that the only way they could explain it away was me being possessed by something. Imagine that. Imagine being perfectly normal because despite what some of you think, gay people are perfectly normal. Imagine being perfectly normal and somebody saying to you, the only reason you're like that is because you're possessed. And and in that conversation, you, the gay person, are supposed to be the crazy one, right? Like, I don't know how you don't look at that person and be like, dude, you don't, so you believe in, what? Demonic possession is more normal than just, wow, I don't really know why, but I have always been attracted to the this section of people. Like, I don't like. I look at beautiful women, right? Like, you, if fans don't show me a picture of a beautiful woman right now on a computer screen, I my brain would just go, "Oh my god, she's beautiful." I would like to have sex with that person. I don't know why. I don't know why I think big boobs are attractive. I don't know why I f- feel like women are attractive. I don't know why I feel like a nice ass and a pair of jeans makes me want to ask a girl out. I have no idea. It just does. So if that's true of me, it's going to be true of gay people too, right? No. Well, I mean, I'm not saying no. No, but, I know you're arguing the other side for me. Thank the, you. What, what is going to be said is that is it's your biological desire to reproduce and whether you do or do not want to have kids it's when you see still boobs, hardwired when you see boobs you see oh she can feed my kids when you see a, like a nice ass okay she's physically able to you know be, now, be see, a partner why does that sound like that makes a little bit of sense to me though that does sound like it makes a little bit of sense no you know why I'll shoot a hole in your system you know why? Because a 400-pound chick has huge boobs, and she could feed my kid with those, and she could do that. It still comes down to attraction. 
Well, it's but, not just it's not just the sex. No, not of ex- the person. Not exclusively, but I mean, there's certainly you know, like I said, the, 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 those things are hardwired into you. Kind of that's the norm, and that's why that is the norm. That's why, like, oh hey, big boobs is the norm. There's dudes out there that love small boobs. You know what I mean? But the norm is you know, big boobs. Larry's now telling me, well, you could just play some kick-ass rock and roll. Well, people couldn't normally come to this program for something else, and I'm not allowed to play kick-ass no. rock and roll. We've worked here three years. We've asked. Not allowed to do it. Give it a brand new meaning to Ghostbusters. Busting on ghosts. They don't care. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Not wild about that. Gay, lesbian people, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. On behalf of straight people everywhere that aren't awful, I'm not going to put no stupid bobby pin on, on my jacket, but I'll but I'll full on say out loud, marry whoever the hell you want, have sex with whoever the hell you want, enjoy your life. And honestly, people like this are just jealous of you because they look at you being all gay and frolicking through the park, holding hands with your gay lover, and they wish they were happy like you. Safe zone Sandsbury over here. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not going to wear a bobby pin, but for Christ's sakes, dude, gay people are fine. They're perfectly just like the rest of us. Who cares? I like. I try not to be a moral authority on sex with people and what they do. I, I really don't. Because I, dude, look. Here's the thing. I'm never going to meet all of you. I have no idea what you guys are doing in the bedrooms of your own home. And for all I know, dude, you guys are gangbanging each other and doing all kinds of stuff. I try not to judge. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, do whatever you want. Fantone's got the best rule of thumb ever, dude. Uh, dude, cons- uh, dude, consenting adults. Just get to the same age, human race. Bang it out. That's all I need. As long as everyone's saying yes. Yes, do you. That's all I need. Consenting adults. Be of the right age. Stay within the human race. Outside of that, I don't care what you do. Two sums, three sums, eight sums. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I couldn't imagine being a grown-up and having somebody have the balls to look me in the face and say, you're only like that because you're demonically possessed. I say it all the time when we cover stories like this. People keep telling me the world's getting better. I don't see it. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Hey, Hall of Fame City, it is Fantone from the Stansbury Show with good news for you, AT&T, making your holiday even brighter. That's right, AT&T, they understand your pain when it comes to a wireless provider you signed a contract with, and now you feel like you can't get out from underneath of it. And that's why AT&T is hooking you up with up to 650 bucks when you decide to make the switch to the AT&T Next Network. Yeah, so if you've outgrown your old wireless plan or you're sick of your wireless provider not having the smartphone that you want, dude, come over to the AT&T Next Network. They're hooking you up with up to 650 bucks to make the switch, plus they have the best smartphones available. But the thing is, much like the holidays, this deal is not going to be around forever. You're going to want to stop by your local AT&T store today and find out all the details on how you can get up to 650 bucks to make the switch. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Each line requires eligible port-in, trade-in, purchase, and service. Get minimum of $5 trading credit plus prepaid card in amount of device balance or early termination fees less trade-ins. Fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See store for details. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. So, uh, my ex-girlfriend texted me during the program and has said, what? We were doing so good. It's Friday at almost 9.30. The whole thing's going to be derailed now. Now everything's going to be fine. Okay. All right. She texted me. She's like, you're an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I and I reminded her 
that we broke up and I don't think you're just allowed to call me an idiot anymore. Like when I when we were arguing in the car, you're allowed to call me an idiot. <laughs> like we don't date anymore. You're not allowed to just call me an idiot. And she's like, you're an idiot. I heard you on the air this morning talking about Game of Thrones. And she's like, and Conor McGregor being on Game of Thrones. And she's like, you're all worried about it. She's like, you're an idiot. She's a bigger Game of Thrones fan than I ever could be. She's like, I love this idea. She's like, he'll be a great villain. Now, she's one of these chicks who loves the UFC, too. And she totally wants to bang Conor McGregor. Like, I guarantee you, while we were having sex, there were times where she thought about that. All right, you know what? You you might have been right. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. You know what? <laughs> what are we doing, dude? You might have been right. I that was the dude. I got to dude, I got to tell you that that's a door I wish I hadn't opened. Like two minutes into the commercial break, Sansbury looks at me and he's like, "Dude, I just don't even want to do it anymore. Let's just, you know, we'll fluff it out for the rest." I did too. And now look at you. Now we're opening up the who was my ex girlfriend thinking about while she's banging me? That's a terrible Pandora's box. Yeah, that's a that was a door I wish I hadn't opened. God. You know, and so I responded, I told her, I was like, you're nuts. I was like, they're going to get this wrong. It feels very jump the shark to me. And she's like, calm down. Game of Thrones has never failed in putting the perfect person in a perfect role. And uh, she's like, maybe he's testing the acting waters. He did say he doesn't want a child growing up around, uh, uh, you know, fighting because he's, you know, his, uh, I believe his girlfriend or wife or whatever is pregnant. And yeah, and I agree with that. I think Connor's probably done with the fighting pretty soon. I think he's probably going to wrap it up pretty quick. Uh, but. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's looking to excuse it because she like loves Connor and loves Game of Thrones, thinks it's going to be okay. I, I just, I, I'm, I feel the other way about it. And Game of Thrones has never, they're perfect at, at, the, at the right person, the right role. They've never, nothing. Oh, not the one. casting's fantastic. Not I mean, one, I, I, I'm all right. I, dude, going through like seven <laughs> seasons, I'm sure I can find one. But she's right overall that the casting has been very, very good on Game of Thrones. Don't call it a dragon show. I was going to say, I just feel like maybe we have dragon-colored glasses on. Maybe we're, uh, you know, a little too close to see the forest for the trees. Nothing better than, like, 9 o'clock in the morning opening up your phone and your ex-girlfriend's like, you're an idiot. I don't think you're allowed to say that to me anymore. Online for you, WRQK.com. You can actually watch Conor McGregor there fight the mountain. Like, he spars with the mountain from Game of Thrones. Go watch that there. So we announced earlier, uh, you may have heard this yesterday as it broke uh, a little bit in the afternoon, uh, that RG3, Robert Griffin III, going to make a uh, well another run at uh, Brown's starting quarterback. He will do so on Sunday. <laughs> Um, they say he's healthy. I doubt it. I don't. I, I think RG three is one of those guys who's never really been healthy, and that's part of the problem on why he never really developed into a great NFL quarterback. And um, so he's going to start. Fantone seems to think that somewhere somewhere over the next four weeks that they'll get a win. That you think that that, that they will find a win. It's the ultimate Browns thing to do. We've all got this. Like, yeah, dude. You know what? Lose them all. We hate you. Go ahead and and and, and just be the worst ever. And they're Deshaun going, Watson. They're going to find a way to not be the worst ever. Jeez. I don't know. I'm not as optimistic as you are. They take on the Bengals this week. <laughs> the optimism. <laughs> well, they're going to find well, a way to F it up. <laughs> they'll win one. I'm being asked uh, by the audience going backwards here, which I apologize for. Uh, they're asking me if you're a Game of Thrones fan. No, he is not. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen, like, episodes of it. And, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, when the time comes of, like, oh, hey, I need a new TV show, will I give it a shot? Yeah, but, I mean, no, I'm not like, dude, you know, Game of Thrones. I totally understand why people that don't like it don't like it. I hate period piece stuff like that, like that kind of, like, Middle Earth, that whole thing. Normally, I hate that kind of stuff. 
Game of Thrones pretty well done. But RG3 going to play for the Browns on Sunday. And I just don't... Look, I've never bought into the RG3 experience. Ever. Like, going back to the draft, I thought Andrew Luck was far and away a better quarterback. They've been in the league now six years. It's not even up for debate. Andrew Luck is a far and away a better quarterback. Proves it week in and week out. So as crazy as it, as it, I think it is to throw RG3 out there, Boomer Esiason had something to say about the Browns roster that I think is even crazier than trying to play RG3. Wait do you hear this. And you, uh, you had a question. It was if Tom Brady was on the Browns, how many games does the, do the Cleveland Browns win this year? And uh, your answer was very interesting. Well, I said they were going to be undefeated. Now, I said that for a reason. You know, I try to emphasize what I believe is the greatest quarterback of all time and how, and how he impacts the entire team. And I can tell you one thing, first and foremost, that he's not going to take any crap from the coaching staff. And I think that's who Tom Brady is. And I think, first of all, I, I credit Peyton Manning for taking the quarterback position and putting it on the Ph.D. level. He really did. He took it from where I thought preparing was uh, one thing to preparing is completely another thing. And I think Brady is one of those guys that when he shows up to the facility on a Tuesday or Wednesday to get the game plan, he's locked and loaded and he's ready to go. There's no screwing around. There's no fooling around. And you better be ready to go on. You know when you step out on the practice field. So that's why I said what I said about Brady being in Cleveland. He would hold the coaches accountable. Uh, guys like Terrell Pryor, who I think is a terrific football player, by the way, would only be better when you play with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. So that's one of the reasons why I emphasize that they would have been undefeated with Tom Brady as a quarterback. I don't buy it. A couple of things in there I don't like, um, oh, and I don't know if it's necessarily accurate, I guess is a better way to put that, is uh, one of the first things he says, well, he's not going to take any crap from the coaching staff. I don't know if crap from the coaching staff is necessarily the Browns' problem right now. I don't think holding the coaches accountable is one of our problems right now either. I think you touched on it earlier is that, honestly, it's inexperience, right? And they're just not talented. Oh, well, I'm going to debate on whether if we're holding the coaches accountable or not because I don't think we are. I I think the Cleveland Browns have given this free pass to Hugh Jackson and to go 0-12 and say, oh, the seat's not hot at all. Well, then you're not holding them accountable. I understand why you feel like the the seat should be hot, but I heard this the other day, and I think it makes all the sense in the world. Colin Coward was talking about the Jets and how they're thinking about firing Todd Bowles, and he said on his program, and I thought that this made all the sense in the world, he said, Jets, you got to calm down. Dude, you can't fire Todd Bowles because what you don't want to be is the Cleveland Browns, which is you get two years and then you're out. Because what you do is you're sending a mess. Everything you do sends a message to everybody else in the league. And if you keep firing coaches, every good coach is going to go, dude, I ain't coming there. I, Dude, even without a quarterback, you give me two years and I'm out? But isn't every bad coach thinking like, oh, dude, if I can just get my way into there, like, they'll, they'll, they'll give me a job. They're the Browns. Yeah, I mean, but who cares if every... I don't care if every good coach thinks they can get this job. I care more if every good thinks they can get the gig. I care more if every 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 really good coach doesn't want it. because of Not because they're afraid of the challenge of it, but because the, the, they won't let you see it through. You got to see it through. I know, dude, sports fans don't like hearing that, but it takes time. Everybody always like tries to like send in these you know these things about how fast all these teams got turned around. Like, Oakland's one of these teams. Look how fast they got it turned around. Fast? It's been a five-year plan. Derek Carr went 0-10 his first year. Hasn't been fast at all. And by the way, 
They have pro bowlers all over that offensive line. But it hasn't been fast. Oakland's turnaround hasn't been fast at all. It wasn't overnight P. Carroll turned the Seahawks around. It took a little while. It, all this stuff seems fast because we watch SportsCenter and you just watch highlight after highlight after highlight and everything kind of mushes into one year. It's not. It's years this stuff takes. Two at least. I just don't think Hugh has the personnel. Quarterback's going to be a big part of it and he's supposed to be like the quarterback whisperer. And again, he had Andy Dalton playing at a pretty high level. And he's not playing like that right now. So I, I'm going to trust in Hugh but I don't think I can judge him effectively until at least he has something that resembles a professional offensive line, which he does not right now. I can't judge Hugh Jackson effectively until I see something that resembles an offensive line professionally and a quarterback that I'm like, okay, is that a Super Bowl quarterback? Is that a franchise quarterback? I don't know, but that's a pro quarterback. RG3 never looked like a pro quarterback to me. Even in his first year when he was great, never looked like it still looked like a college quarterback. I think it's a lot of a stretch to think that you know one draft for Hugh Jackson is going to give him an offensive line that you view as serviceable and a quarterback oh, that it's you not view as happen. serviceable. So does he get two free years now? I don't think two free years. I think you have to win next year, but I don't think you have to be 10 and 6 next year. You gotta win four games to be decent? You gotta win I mean... I just feel like, dude, we are slacking on on standard then. If you go, I mean, 16 games, okay, so over two years, 32 I mean, it's been a calendar year since they won a game. 32 games. That's two whole years, 16 games a season. How many of those do you have to win to be like, okay, I see see positive growth? Well, I already see some positive growth with the Browns. Like, they play hard. Like, you go back and watch that Jets game the other night, they laid down. They laid down. I've never seen this Browns team lay down. They've played teams where they were severely outmatched. They can't keep up. They don't have the talent. They don't have the transformative stars at the right position. But they hustle. They play. That, to me, is coaching. Like, when you're 0-12 and you don't look like... and, and there are, When you're 0-12 and other teams in the league look like they are giving you less effort than you are, I, don't, I, I think that there might be something to our coaching staff might be pr- pretty good. I have issues with our defensive coordinator. But that's me. I don't know if I'm right about that. I just personally have an issue with it. But I think there's something positive with the coaching staff there. Now, I could be way wrong about it. But I think Hugh's probably a decent coach. But you're going to have him you're, you're going to have to give him tools to work with and he just doesn't have them right now. And RG3 is not the answer. Everybody knew that. He's a band-aid at best. At best. Sunday, they take on the Bengals. I think they lose. Be right back to close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. If you thought that A's was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. And all I got to say is it's Friday. (laughs) Oh, my name? Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. My katana. Could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. That, that makes me so sad. Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Jay Pepe's. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking. It's my shot right through my back window hit me in the chest and I'm like 
There's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. If you smell what the rock is cooking. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That can make you slap somebody. Oh, he finished. Oh, yeah. He finna light off on her, bro. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said just lay off the hamburgers and french fries and that really just disrespected me and I felt awful. Well, maybe you should feel awful because that was like <laughs> a sentence and you couldn't get through it without panting, you little fat bastard. You're nine years old. You're not supposed to be 600 pounds. Santa wasn't mean. Santa was accurate. And when I got <laughs> done, yeah, Tony, you're going to hell, dude. Just lay off the hamburgers and French fries, not really just disrespecting me, and I feel awful. You should feel awful. <laughs> you're seven thousand pounds. You don't feel awful because of what was said to you. You feel awful because you have heart disease in the fourth grade. <laughs> I feel awful because Santa said something to me. No, you feel awful because you haven't had a feeding in 10 minutes. You little chubby bastard. Get that butt cheek face. Sometimes when Stansberry's yelling at you, he's yelling at him. I'm yelling at me. <laughs> I'm yelling at me, damn it. More often than not, when I'm yelling, I'm yelling at me. You know what I'm not going to spend any time doing today, Phantom? What is that? I'm going to tell you right now what I'm not going to spend any time doing. I don't care how much I like you. I don't care how hot you are. I don't care how interesting of a person I think you are. I will not watch your Facebook year in review video. How nauseating is that stuff? Let me, dude, why do I have to watch this video? Why, why are you people tagging me in these videos wanting me to watch your video? This is Facebook all year. My life sucks. 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 And then all of a sudden, the end of the year is, oh my God, 2016 was pretty great. Yeah, I was ignoring you in April. I don't know why you think I would be paying attention right. to you in December because it's like, oh, hey, this is all your memories. Oh, dude, terrible. I don't want to hear about I, No, I don't want to hear about that stuff at all. No. No. No, and no. Why? I mean, I guess maybe... Although I mean, the people that bitch about it are almost as bad, right? Like, I saw that all over Facebook yesterday, too. It's like, we get it. You hate people's videos. Maybe based on how, you know, how much, uh, you know, people are narcissists. There's no question about that. Maybe you'd watch your hands own raised. video. I, you know, I'd watch my own video like, oh, yeah, haha, I remember when I went camping. And, oh, yeah, dude, I remember we were at the zoo. And, oh, yeah, we went to that Indians game. 2016 was kind of fun. But why on earth would I watch your video? You know what I mean? Like, if you're Heather that works at the bank, what am I watching your video for? Like, people ask me where my video is. Like, right. where's your video? Why aren't you posting this? Where's the video? And I said to people, I'm like, well, and not everybody, but, I, you know, I answered a few people. I was like, dude, if you want to see my Facebook video, be my friend. Like, be in it. And how accurate, like, or how, like, how in-depth do they go? Because let's be real, there's a lot of crappy things happen in 2016. That's that what people I'm saying. Put up. I mean, like, if you... Everybody's if, like, my life sucks, my life sucks, my life sucks. And then uh, you get to the end of the year, and you guys want to celebrate the year. Do they put your divorce up there? You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I'm sure. When you get fired, do they put that in the year in review when you, when you, when you quit that job or whatever? Right, well, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Interesting have, to see. I have a computer right here. 
Now it hasn't given me the option to like post mine. Oh, dude, be careful! You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a Facebook video. You're gonna be one of those people. You're gonna accidentally press post, and everyone's gonna. Well, be that's like, what I was gonna try to do is like see what it does put in there. Um, you know what I mean? I was like, well, maybe I can get it to play real quick, but I don't see the thing that asks me if I want to if I want to post it right here. I don't know how to make that appear, and I don't care enough to try to figure it out. Right no, now. that's God's way of telling you, Stansberry, get out of here. You're done. It's God's way of telling me, bro, you're forty. <laughs> shouldn't be on this. You shouldn't be on this godforsaken social networking sites at all. It's it's only the fact that you have a job of an idiot teenager is why you're on Facebook at all. You're forty. You should be a grown up and be avoiding this stuff like a responsible person. All right. Big, <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Well, uh, dude, big plans for the weekend. Walk me through some stuff. Uh, biggest plans of the weekend tomorrow night, is right? tomorrow night, yeah. baby. Canton Civic Center is where it all goes down. That's it right. is Project Rebuild Night at the Canton Charge, taking on the Erie Bayhawks. Really excited. Tickets start at eight bucks. You can get yours at the Canton Box Office or the Canton Civic Center box office, or of course, CantonCharge.com. Uh, your boy Fantone, he's going to be out there. Canton, Ohio! Well, here's the part you should really care about. You're going to get a Cavs championship hat for going. It's not Fantone's not the sell. He's not the dude. Do Fantone's the thing you got to swallow to get the free thing? God, is this guy ever going to shut up? He keeps screaming, Hall of Fame City. Dude, I hear him in the morning, now at night. I can't handle it. I can't. It's too much Fantone. What about you? What do you got going on? Well, dude, uh... <laughs> You know what? I, I, I'm going to frame it differently. Right, I, I, I was going to throw some some coworkers under the bus. Not going to do it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go work all weekend. I'm going to go work tonight at the Agora. Then I'll be right back there again tomorrow night at the Agora. And I'm sure those of you that listen to us pretty much every day, you can pick up the sarcasm in my voice and who I want to yell at right now for making that a reality. Because much like you, come Friday, I would love a weekend. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, somebody doesn't feel as if I should have those. So I'll be up at work. Can I crawl up on this cross any any further? Sam's right. <laughs> You're getting it all wrong, dude. It's everybody's working for the weekend, not everybody's working through the weekend. On come the on, weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, honestly, I, all I'm going to do is work, which, uh, you know, I'm kind of a workaholic. kind of one of those guys. That, you know what I mean? I kind of like doing that. So it doesn't really bother me. But it's it, you know what it is? It's the driving in the snow and the cold that I don't want to do. God, I sound like my dad. You're gonna heat up the whole outside. Shut the door. <laughs> I can just channel Dean at like a moment's notice. We are done for the week. Yeah, we right. will be back at it live Monday morning, six a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have a safe weekend. Super